Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. We go to Moscow, and in Moscow, it's colder, even in summer. Polar bear still come out wearing board shorts, but still polar bear. All right. Are you about to go into a Yakov Smirnoff routine? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are. I would like you to know this is your fault. Four fucking times I've tried to start this podcast. Four times. And each time I've been cut off by a fucking Uyoa. This is amazing to me. Fucking amazing. (sighs) And we're recording. Welcome to the Mont Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast where we talk, debate, and argue uh, your top four, Mount Rushmore's, if you will, of your favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell by looking at your listening device, is the Mount Rushmore of movie musicals. Not including animated movies. Uh, I am Neri Science. Uh, with me, as usual, we have the aforementioned David Uyoa. Howdy. And we have Daniel DeBona. What up, y'all? And then we have Missy. Hi. And for the first time in years, we have a five-person panel this uh, week. So we welcome Stephanie Interrupts a lot, Uyoa. No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good wrestling name, by the way. It's if you ever wanted to venture into that. Oh my oh, god. Okay. Wouldn't I it be great? Like my- she interrupts every match. She just comes in in the middle of every fucking match. <laughs> <laughs> Be I fair. will definitely keep that in mind, guys. Like, fair, fair. Fair. She actually wrestled. Oh uh, my god! Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> so I am. Uh, we are excited for this uh, episode. Um, uh, it's quite obvious that the reason we're doing this is, tr- is to try to capitalize on the popularity of Hamilton being released on Disney Plus. That happened. Wait, ab- this podcast tries to capitalize on the popularity of things. Not very well, because we should have recorded this two <laughs> weeks prior to Hamilton coming out instead of two weeks after its release. But fuck it, uh, we're Hispanic, and this is how we do. We're fucking late to shit. Um, so. So uh, we are excited for this episode. I know a lot of people here, most of us here uh, are big fans of uh, musical theater. uh, And uh, we are big fans of uh, movie musicals. So uh, we wanted to try to keep it uh, to do movie musicals because we first thought to do just you know Broadway musicals but um some of us haven't uh had the chance to watch Broadway musicals at least not enough to do a mountain uh so with that said we moved it over to movies and then we found a plethora plethora a plethora uh what is a plethora <laughs> I, would I would not want someone saying that they know what a plethora is if they do not actually know what is a plethora are you gonna do this the whole time oh my why god why do you sound like Sophia Vergara right, right, right now like <laughs> Jefe. No, that's in Wapo. Yeah. That's in Wapo. Hefe, <laughs> you think maybe you're not mad at me? Oh, boy. Maybe you think you're mad at somebody else? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Oh, it's fucking great. What a great. Is that a musical? They sing in it. That could be a musical. Yes, they do. 
Oh, okay, fuck, I gotta change my list. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, all right, so going around the horn, let's see. How did you guys come up with your list? Let's start with you, David. How did you come up with your uh, list? Okay, so uh, I immediately ruled out anything that was um, like a uh, just a, a filmed version of a stage production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things like like the newly released Hamilton. Uh, I, I took that out because uh, to me, there's there's something very different about uh, adapting something to film that was on stage versus filming something that is on the stage. Um, and then I just went for the ones that are my straight up favorites. There's a couple that uh, I, I kind of thought about really hard, whether it was going to be, you know, number one, number two, whatever, you know, the, but uh, they, they came to me fairly quickly once I kind of narrowed that, that down, you know. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, <laughs> title of your sex, Dave. Uh, Missy, uh, what? Is, how did you come up with your list? Um, movies that I watch on the regular. So these things are on, like, uh, this list. Uh, even my honorable mentions, they're just on rotation in my life. Um, the only restriction I put on myself was that it had to be a musical and not a movie with music, if that makes sense. So like Walk the Line, I didn't let myself put that on my mountain. I would have, but I, I gave you, myself that rule where... Because you realize it's not a movie musical. Like if somebody puts, not, I don't know, like Saturday Night Fever, you think, no, that's dumb because it doesn't fucking, it's not a musical. But, right, but, but of course... So I can see, I can see where you would have to make that distinction because I did the same thing. Like, on it has, a technicality, they are kind, they are like categorized as musicals. But like, um, but, I look for things with like production, like 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 right. it's like a like a musical number, not right. just a guy singing, like choreographed dance and whatnot. Yeah. Correct. Listen, right. if what, you that is what I did. If you say hi to a girl and you don't sing hi to a girl, you're not a fucking musical, okay? Because you got to sing that shit. You don't just say hi to a fucking. Or, or it's. Uh, but maybe it takes five minutes for her to inspire that song in your soul, and that's when it comes up. Uh, all right, uh, Debora, how did you how did you come up with your list? Uh, so I originally went completely the other way. I was like, all right, I'm not going to do anything that's an adaptation of a Broadway. Then we said, well, if it's a film adaptation, it still counts. So mine kind of got flipped on its ear. But then I eventually just settled on the one that not only can I sing every song. But I can recite the rest of the movie, like from beginning to end, the same type of thing, like things that are just on a rotation. This is uh, this is the the movie equivalent of soul food for me. Like these are just things that I can watch and uh, any type of mood and and be in a great mood. Uh, these are things where when I watch them, I'm I'm up and I'm usually dancing around the living room, crap like that. I mean, just so I went with the ones that are just near and dear to me, um, which unfortunately left some that I really love out because they just weren't personal things. All right, uh, Stephanie, how did you make your selection? Um, I am like a diehard musicals person. Um, I fell in love with musical theater when I saw Phantom of the Opera, and I was like seven years old. Um, so it's always been like very ingrained in my life. Um, I definitely followed the like I I was I'm also with Missy that like the music needs to propel the plot in, in for my you know parameters it's it, you know something like um something like walk the line or like any version of a star is born which i love those movies just is, is not going to be on here because it's more of like a staging performance not like and in, in not like organically within the plot of the the, the movie um i'm also going to leave out um 
film uh, stage adaptations because I, I think they're like a whole different animal. Um, there's a whole uh, subscription service that's just um, film stage adaptations that I could have picked an entire mountain from off that alone. Um, so I kept it specifically to, you know, movies where people sing the plot of the show. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, um, I just went with my gut. Uh, I don't have any, uh, I didn't have to make the distinction between like those movies, aforementioned movies, such as, uh, walk the line and stuff, because I don't recognize them as musicals and i'm not saying they're not musicals because you know there's a higher power called wikipedia that says otherwise apparently <laughs> but i don't recognize them as like not my musical uh hashtag not my musical um so <laughs> um so i didn't have to make the distinction so to me it was always like everything was pretty much fair game once we uh ruled out uh animated movies uh i was like oh good i don't you know that's fine everything else um, I don't even recognize uh, Disney animated movies as musicals, even though they clearly are. But when I think of musical movies, I don't think of, you know, Aladdin or I, I just don't. It doesn't fucking come in my head. I, I think of other, you know, right. Gene, Gene Kelly type movies. I don't fucking think of uh, The Lion King, uh, even though clearly The Lion Got King it. is, is a is a uh, uh, musical. So uh, with that said, I have a short list of... Two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven. Oh no, six. And uh, it's, uh, it's it's four, four to a mountain, Eric. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, I said a short list. I didn't say a, a complete list. I didn't say my final list. I said a short list. You should know what short list is. Just because it has yeah. the word short I in it. That, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I that, that was going yeah. Everybody but right Dave saw it coming because it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, Straight over his head. Right yeah. over. It's like playing frisbee with a quadriplegic. Uh, all right. So. Why? Uh, <laughs> Lord. So, with that said, uh, we're going to go ahead and get this going. With the fourth pick. Number four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crack. Let's get it on! All right. Uh, David, hit me, man. What's your number four? All right. So my number four, uh, it was really difficult to choose between uh, this and another one that will be on my honorable mentions, but I went with Bye Bye Birdie. That's a great fucking pick. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Um, so it's uh, Dick Van Dyke, who you can never get enough of, uh, and <laughs> the... Uh, the, the the gorgeous and talented uh, Anne Margaret, and uh, it's it's just it's like classic Broadway, uh, but just adapted to be in in movies. And it's got that like '60s Technicolor look to it. All of the costumes are so bright. Uh, the the music is like that snappy classic Broadway. Uh, feel to it, you know, like the the Rodgers and Hammerstein style. I know it's not them, but you know, just to throw something out there. Um, and I just I I love it. You know, it's it's one of those movies that uh, it, it reminds me of something that would have it is not, but would have been played in uh, the the Chinese theater at um, uh, MGM Studios. In uh... I would argue that like this is better than Greece. Like I know Greece is as far as like the fifties, like mid century musical goes, I know that everybody's go to is Greece, but Greece is a terrible like story. 
Um, but <laughs> it's a terrible ending. By, um, what do you mean by terrible? Do you mean date raping? Do you mean what? What do you, what do you, what do you specifically? Yeah, what do you mean by date raping? And where's the date rape? Completely take. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> uh, there's one line. He tried to cop a field. No, no, there's I, one I, line. I, I, I need you to do me a favor and listen to Summer Nights again. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, also, have you ever heard? Have you ever heard the the, the actual stage production version of Grease Lightning? Not just yeah. the version, because the stage production version of Grease Lightning is way filthier than the movie. Version. The stage production in general of Grease is way worse mm-hmm. than the movie. Um, but I, I, but to, to, to David's point, like, I, I think that by, by Birdie, like when you kind of, you can kind of like throw those in the two, like same, like subgenre, if you will. And I think that Bye Bye Birdie is like mountains better. I love Bye Bye Birdie. I like Bye Bye Birdie a lot. I'm also really proud of Neary for not calling out Dave for the fact that he said you can never get enough dick. So, uh, uh well, I didn't want to interrupt cause I came so, I came down so hard on Stephanie for interrupting that I didn't want to be that guy. Cause I was like, mm, okay, just moving on. Mm. Uh, and so, but I, uh, Bye Bye, Bye, Bye Birdie is a, is a really fun pick though. And I guess I never really kind of put it side by side by with Greece like that. But now that you mention it, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty accurate comparison. And yeah, I would pick Bye Bye Birdie over Greece too. Uh, I haven't seen Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, I enjoy Grease a lot. I enjoy Grease a lot. I don't enjoy it as much as other people do. Uh, and I do think that there's that one line in Summer Lovin' that makes it a little creepy. Uh, but, you Did know. Did you put up a fight? Yeah, I yeah, mean. There's, there's a lot. one line. It's just oh, one line. yeah, you're right. It's just that one line. I knew, I mean, I knew of it. Uh, I know of it. But, it, you know, it was the 50s. It was, you know, boys will be boys. Uh, so... <laughs> It was the 70s, but yeah. I mean, no, it was but, 70s, but it takes place in the 50s. They're depicting yeah. the 50s. Yeah. Actually, the early 60s, because um, the whole point is Conrad and Birdie's being shipped off to Vietnam. So that's like the whole... Is he going to Vietnam or is he going to Korea? I don't remember. Uh, um, Korea. No, he's going yeah. to Korea. Is he? The, the, greatest, the, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was trying to convince us that the cast of Greece were in high school. <laughs> Stafford, Channing, Stafford Channing was 28. I got I got uh, kicked out because the internet crapped out on me. Who picked Grease? Oh, nobody. We no, were just nobody. Bye bye Birdie no, and, nobody and picked Grease. I just said that like if you're gonna like a, like those two could kind of be grouped together in the same like subgenre. But and you know, I, that that high school, you know, right. you're, you're fawning over each other. Right. You know, it's just you're fawning over not Elvis in one and <laughs> Elvis know. Light. Right. Yeah. Right. Can you record, David? Can you record again? Because it stopped recording for you. I I tried, but it said I couldn't. Oh, I need to give you permission again. All right, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Before the aliens. So my my point, my only point with saying that was that um, it's better than Greece. Yeah. Bye, bye, Birdie. Yes, uh, by far. I I would agree. I haven't seen it, so I can't say. Uh, but uh. All right, bye bye. It is in the family show. You can watch uh, whenever you'd like. Is it? It's in my account. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, is it in your account? Mm-hmm. Oh, I would just also like to point out that Dave didn't see Bye Bye Birdie till like five years ago, and then yeah. I, we put it on like randomly, and he loved it from like the minute it started. Are you one of those? Do you have to point out when he became a fan? Like, does it matter? <laughs> Oh, we we, we gatekeeping yeah, musicals yeah, now. Yeah. I like <laughs> introducing people to things that they might not have otherwise have learned about. I just want to I just want to point out the fact that he didn't see it until five fucking years ago. All right, well, all right. All right. We uh we we were doing uh, a binge of like classic uh, yeah. Hollywood musicals, and um, 
Yeah. Uh, gay week. We all have gay week. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I literally went through the, the whole thing like two week. like two two weeks. We went through this whole it's a whole thing. Anyways, go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> the further you try to explain a joke, the more fucked up it sounds. So I'm just gonna keep it let it ride. Um yeah. Uh all right. So we got bye bye birdie. Uh the Missy, what do we got for your number four? My number four is the recent favorite. And it's Rocket Man. That is my number four as well. Rocket Man. Let's talk about it. So I didn't know about Elton John until this movie, which is kind of shitty because I've always been a fan, but I just, I guess I don't pay attention sometimes. Um, And what I love about this movie was that, uh, I can't say his last name, but I know his first name is Karen, right? Edgerton. Is it Edgerton? Edgerton, yes. I, I would say Edgerton because of King. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a his, soft G, though. His performance in this movie is phenomenal. Like, yeah. give him all the awards, give him all the movies. I, I was blown away by his performance. He played uh, the vulnerability in, in the way that he portrayed this story was amazing. And then what I loved about this movie, which is similar to another pick that I have on my mountain, is that it, it kind of blurs very very well where you feel uh like very much a part of the musical number because it's it's like it's not 3d but i don't know I, there's a word for it but i can't find it right now but um i just love the story i love the movie the production value the music and then just how they took the music and put it in context to move the movie along where even elton john said that it blew him away there was there, there are songs that had nothing to do with what I think the song I Need Love, which is starts in the beginning when he's a kid and he's in, the, yeah. in his house. That song is not about that, but they used it for that scene. And it's just so great. And I love this movie. I watch it regularly. And it took me from like super fan of Elton John to like, I'll, I'll mortgage my, my house to go see him in his farewell tour. Like, I, I that needs to happen before. So That's yeah, a great that's pick. He, Karen Edison <laughs> was hand-selected by yeah. Elton John. By him, song. yeah, which yeah. I love. Yeah, because they've worked so, together um, twice before that. So the, 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 thing, the thing with Rocket Man that uh, ended up, well, when I went when I went into Rocket Man, I actually didn't know I was going into a musical. I it came out on the heels of Bohemian Rhapsody, and mm-hmm. I thought it was just a biopic. Um, a little background here: the reason my name is Daniel is because I'm named after an Elton John song. My mom is the Elton John fan, oh, and cool. so I knew the history of it. But then immediately, like. Once you realize it was a musical, it's like, okay, I don't need to pick this apart like, I, like I'm like i done with Bohemian Rhapsody because they're not trying to portray this in chronological order in ways of the music and stuff like that. And you're right. The camera is very immersive in the musical numbers. You feel like you're, you're actually part of it. Like the cameraman is a choreographed member of the production. It's so good and so well done and so perfectly blends this line time between what is a biopic and what is this fantastical sort of musical like when he's playing crocodile rock at the the bar the his first show in america and the actual picture is of him just jumping with his feet up in the air but they turn that into that moment where his feet float up and the whole audience jumps and they float and they constantly remind you that it is a fantasy piece 
based on the life and music of Elton John, which I think just made it absolutely incredible. And again, these are all songs. Before this movie, I could sing all of these songs, but now to sing them as part of the movie and to see the dance numbers and things like that that were put together with them. Then in what I think is an actual, uh, uh, just an absolutely genius moment is when they shot for shot recreate the video for I'm Still Standing. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Musical number in the movie. And it's yeah. the exact same outfit. It is the video for I'm Still Standing. And they just integrate it into the perfect moment into that movie. Just everything about it was done so amazing when he's laying on the bottom of the pool and starts singing Rocket Man and that then they don't shy away from the fact that at the height of his fame, he was a complete and total piece of shit. Like mm-hmm. nobody wanted anything to do with Elton John uh, when, when he was like in the eighties, when even Bernie Toppin left him and he wrote an album called leather jackets. It's hot garbage, but um, <laughs> it, it, they didn't shy away from any of that, which I think is always what makes a really good biopic. The other thing, Jamie Bell as Bernie Toppin in this movie is the unsung hero. I mean, he was in much the way yeah. that Bernie Toppin helped skyrocket Elton John's success by being good at what he was not. Um, Jamie Bell is such plays such an amazing foil to Taron Edgerton that the chemistry feels as real as everything I've always seen about the real Elton John and Bernie Toppin. I was very impressed. Love this movie. And as soon as you said it was a more recent pick, I was like, oh, my God, somebody else might have Rocket Man. Um, one last thing I wanted to bring up was that um, Rob Stark, what's his name? Steph? Oh, Richard Madden. Richard Madden in this movie, he plays such a piece of shit. And he does it so But John well. Reed was a piece was, of shit, though. So. Yes, I yeah. Was, I was, the dumpster I was fire of a human. <laughs> right. Like, if you saw Bohemian Rhapsody, he's also a character in Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> right. And he's a piece of shit there, too. <laughs> what I was going to say is that what I love, the other aspect that I love about this movie is that you really get, or I felt like I got an education, or, or a very good education as to what it meant to be such uh, an iconic superstar such as Elton John or Bohemian Rhapsody Queen, but you were still like cattle to executives and they screwed you over royally. Like, I, I, you know, so, and I think that he portrayed it really well and he did a really good job of sneaking in as very like, oh, they're going to be cute and like, you know, fall in love or whatever. And then about 10 minutes in, you're like, what a piece of shit. So I just, I, I love that. I actually love when about characters, when I, when I first start watching movies, because I feel like, you know, you, 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 as somebody that you have seen movies, you go, oh, he's going to be the boyfriend. And then, and then they just flip it on you. I love that when that happens. So. Yeah, I love this movie. I watch it regularly. Yeah. And uh, Bryce Dallas Howard as his mom also. Like, that just <sighs> blew me away to see her make that move into playing a mom role. That was so weird at first, but then she's so great at it. I, she's I, such I, a cold-blooded bitch. I had no idea what to expect out of this. I, well, I thought I knew what to expect out of this movie, and I was just completely wrong, and I was blown away. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> oh, so good. It's on Hulu right now. Well, it's in a family shirt. In my account. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's in a family shirt. I'm pretty sure I own it, as a matter of fact. Now that I'm thinking about it, I own it too. <laughs> I just haven't seen it. You know what I mean? 
It's good. BFF needs to watch it. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we got uh, one, two, three. Who are we missing? Stephanie, what's your number four? Um, my number four is one of two jukebox musicals that I have on this mountain. Um, and it's across the universe. Uh, oh, can, can you explain what a jukebox <laughs> musical is? I mean, I know what it is. A I'm just saying for the listeners, for the dumb jukebox people. jukebox <laughs> musical is a musical that's based off songs that like already exist in pop culture. So, oh. um, yeah, as opposed to like a regular original musical where the the songs were composed specifically like the movies, the like the movie Sing. Correct. Okay. Yes. Or Rock of Ages. Or Rock of Ages. Yeah. So it's across the movie. Sucks, but the, 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 really good. the cross across the universe. Yeah. Yes, across the universe. Across the universe. All right, this is a tough one. This is my moment of uh, having to pick because uh, I have to go from my short list to my actual list because the first three are cemented in <laughs> uh, cement. That's how I felt about this too. I had three that were not moving, and then that fourth was like. Yeah. So uh, look, man, I'm gonna go with a fun pick, right? Don't judge me. I don't give a fuck if you do. I don't care. My number four is Team America. World Police. <laughs> okay, so that that was a that was actually my original number four. I'm not even kidding. But then, it, but then I started thinking about whether or not it actually counted as a musical because, really, like I'm so lonely, Ronry or whatever, is like the only like film musical number. It. I don't know how to answer that. I don't know if that's even a question, uh, but. If you remember in the group chat, I was like, I already know what my number four is. It's because it was going to be Team America. <laughs> right up there. But uh, I just, I couldn't decide if it was or not. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not debating the pick. I'm just saying, I'm not going to give you shit for it because I almost. I, uh, almost, does, does look, puppetry count as uh, <laughs> animated? animated? Uh, <laughs> Stop motion? <laughs> I mean, it is, it is technically animated um, because uh, Thunderbirds counts as animated and it was the same type. It was the same. Right. Style. So this is the thing that I, the discussion I was having with my wife when she said, I forgot what fra- what movie she used. And she was like, oh, that's animated. And I was like, well, if we're gonna, what are we counting as animated? Because is CGI animated? Because if CGI is animated, there's a lot of fucking movies that have CGI in it, such as Rocket Man, who, who wouldn't fucking count. Right. And again, I haven't even seen Rocket Man, but I've seen enough trailers to know there's a lot of CGI in that bitch. But I think there's a difference between CGI. Like, there's a certain percentage of CGI where it's considered fully animated. But again, what? It's the Avatar. But uh, right. there's not avatars of people. It's like a back. It's the background. Of right. Like, I, like you're, the... you're talking. You're, you're comparing special effects to like a genre of film. Right. For, for, like, for, I know this was a. This was a debate with Ready Player One that they were like thinking about submitting it to Oscars because it's like eighty percent animated, so it technically qualifies as an animated film. Right. Same thing goes for Jungle Book and Lion King, where you go, those are fully right. CGI films. Are those full, are those <laughs> an animated movies? Getting real right with words live action. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're getting very yeah. It's like it's a it's live action Jungle Book. Like bitch, the the kid is the only thing that's live action in that fucking right. movie. <laughs> There's nothing else that's live action in that movie. And granted, he's in every scene, but. Every Every scene around him, oh, the mud. John uh, Favreau said that there was one scene where he was in mud, and it was like the kid and mud were the only thing that were real, and then everything <laughs> else was fucking green screen. So what is animated, what is not? Uh, I'm okay with uh, being called 
out on Team America because again, I have fucking three, two other ones ready to go, locked and loaded. So I'm totally like, fine okay. with being called out and saying you can't pick this because it's animated. In fact, I'm kind of hoping somebody does that because I have okay. no problem with saying that. Team, I don't think Team America. I don't. I don't either because, like I said, the only in film musical number is "I'm So Ronery." Like it's not the rest yeah. of it is just background music. Yeah, yes, it's, it's not. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, it's no, that's that's incorrect, sir. Uh, Lease is an in-film song. They sing that in the film uh, while yeah, going I guess on. They also sing "Everybody Has AIDS," but that's, they don't drive. Well, that's high. that's the least. That's the song. Lease. That's what from <laughs> no, the play no, Lease. No, that's from the rent from the play Lease. Uh, They're making fun of rent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's also in. That's also. It's not just one song. So I will. I will. Um, I will. Uh, fuck. What's the word I'm looking for? Concede that concede. yes, Con- concede. I will concede. No, I, w- I will concede to the fact that <laughs> right, it's an. Well, I, I will concede to the. F- I was gonna. I was gonna make a South joke, but I didn't know if it was appropriate. <laughs> I was. I will concede to the fact that it is an animated film. I will not concede to the fact that the music is within the film. That's a fucking. That's a dumb reason not to have it in there. But I will concede right. that it's an animated film, so it's okay with me to not do. Uh, not do. Um, Team America. So, my number four is Chicago. I just love the fact my favorite part is the fact that I, I was willing and I was willing and did take Chicago out for Team America and I have no and you know what I don't give a fuck come at me I took fucking Chicago out for Team America have no qualms about that whatsoever Um, but uh, yeah I'm gonna get him again alright so there you go so our number fours were Bye Bye Birdie uh, Rocket Man, Rocket Man, Across the Universe and Chicago Um, alright that was number four Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, number three, David. Hit me with your right, shot. So, Sorry. Uh, for my number three, this is one where when Neri first said, hey, Broadway musicals, I was like, I've got my number one. And then when, <laughs> uh, when we found out that he didn't mean what he said i was like <laughs> i don't got my number one but i do got my number three. uh and that's rent good choice good choice uh so the, the rent is my favorite musical um but have you seen lease <laughs> just just saying lease is amazing <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen purchase 30 year 30 year mortgage have you seen that fixed mortgage <laughs> You haven't seen Fixed Mortgage? Uh, Fucking good. Bro. That's the scariest movie I've ever seen, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the the music is haunting. <laughs> haunting. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's a little something that's lost from from stage to film, but they do a really really good job of capturing the magic of of the show, and uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they got almost the entire original cast to come back for the movie. I would and, agree. Uh, so you, you have uh, all of these amazing, uh, absolutely uh, amazing performers, and then you throw in someone like Rosario Dawson uh, in the role of Mimi, and it's just, it's, it's gold. It's absolutely 
absolutely gold. And uh, everything from the uh, from the message of, of the movie to uh, to the production value to the the music itself, like the music rocks. Uh, Steph and I typically put on rent for our road trips. Whenever we're going up to to Orlando to go to Disney World, we'll usually pop in rent and we'll we'll sing rent for like the first leg of the trip. And it's uh, it's a show that uh, it was. I think the first show that Steph and I bonded over as far as musicals. So there's, there's some of that too. Like it, it means something emotionally for me. And, uh, it's, it's just fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So I have a question cause I don't know why I generally don't know why, but I know this movie came out like three years after Chicago did. And it had a lot of pressure to do as well as Chicago did. And it tanked. And nobody can explain to me why that happened because it had a, a forty million dollar budget and it only so grossed thirty one. Musicals in general didn't do well before Chicago, but this Chicago, was after Chicago. That's why I know, I'm but I'm just. Um, but I, I, I think a lot of people, especially, and and, and I'm just speaking specifically of like what I experienced among like quote unquote theater people, um, is that they just. Theater people kind of get very snobby when things go from stage to film, and they basically need like Jesus Christ Himself to come down and perform all the roles for it. To I've be, seen like, that one. <laughs> <laughs> before, before you um, said perform, I was like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Check, got it. Uh huh. Continue. All right, all right. Um, but they, yeah, they 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 have such high expectations of what their their um what they want to see in a film adaptation and or they're just completely against them in general because they're like selling out or whatever so and it's such a specific genre of people that even want to see a movie musical that they don't they don't usually do well chicago was kind of like an anomaly Um, i i I think it has more to do with uh, Wait, I went to the, I went to the movie. I'm sorry, I went to the bathroom real quick. Why are we talking about Chicago? I thought we were talking about. No, we're talking about, I, rent. Uh, rent. We're talking we're about talking rent. rent. Right. And after Dave um, saying why he picked it, I asked, it, since this movie came out after Chicago and Chicago did so well critically and box office, that I've never understood why it didn't do well considering it was after post the post Chicago, uh, you know, craze. So they're famous. I, I, I think it has a lot to do with the message of the movie. The subject matter and is not for everybody. It's it's, uh, it's it's something that, especially back in 2005, was um, a a hot button issue. You can know, I can uh, I ask can, can I ask who was in the movie? Because I haven't seen the movie adaptation of Run. I haven't seen the fucking. So play it's either. most it's mostly the original cast. I don't know that you would uh, like Rosario Dawson is in it. She wasn't the original Broadway but, cast, but she that, wasn't that Rosario Dawson back then. Correct? Am I correct in assuming so? She was no, not. She was. She was. She, it was called Clerks 2, and it was like, you know, she was, I knew. She, Nobody I'm thinks of Rosario Dawson, Clerks 2. Nobody makes that assumption. That's what I've seen I her do. from. I, that's what yeah. I've seen her in. Yeah, I know you've what seen her. Think think I think it was already after Alexander and, and after. And after Sin City. And after, Sin City is what I, yeah, so. yeah. I, oh, yeah, my, I like Clerks too. I really do. My, my, <laughs> that's what I go she's to. a huge role. She's a huge. She's a female lead in Clerks too. Yeah, yeah, but it's Clerks. Uh, my, my, um, my oh, hypothesis. Be, my hypothesis about 
the why Rent didn't do well is because it didn't have the star power that a Chicago did. Chicago was a star, star That's like that. Was, that true. cast was massively like super famous. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I again from someone who, no who I've never I never saw Rent, but I I know for I saw Chicago in theater and in, in theaters uh, and we'll talk about that when we get to that pick. But I, I would have gone to see Rent had I. Th- seen somebody in the trailer that i would have recognized and been like oh that person like so i um i there was a lot of i've seen like every special feature on about rent like that came with the dvd and all that stuff back then and there was the director talked about like the the motivation behind bringing in the original cast and there was a lot of talk about bringing in the pop stars of the time like your christina your britney's like those kinds of Christina was 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 offered the role of Mimi. I want to say, um, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so there was a lot of talk about that, and 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 I think the consensus, if I'm not mistaken, was that like everybody that they saw while they were good and they were talented, like they just weren't they weren't attached to the subject matter and to the material, like how the original cast was, because of the trauma they experienced of losing Jonathan Larson the night before. Um, they were supposed to go to, to, to previews. Um, so for people that don't know, Rent is the writer of Rent, Jonathan Larson, um, who was kind of in the nitty gritty of like the AIDS crisis in New York, like among like the starving artists in Alabama City of East Village. He died of an aortic aneurysm the night before they were supposed to go to previews. So the show wasn't finished. The, 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 the show as it stands is not the, uh, the finished vision of what he had. It still had things to be worked out. Like, when a Broadway musical goes to preview, they preview like out of town for, or, or in New York, but like to a very small specific audience before it goes wide. And they were still in that stage. And I think that they just, you, you, that was such a traumatic experience because they showed up the next day to the theater and they were like, oh, by the way, Jonathan is dead. So I, and they didn't, I, nobody else had that kind of like emotional connection to it. And I, and that's what the motivation behind trying to bring back as much of the original cast as possible and the people in the original cast are like famous now or some of them are they're famous now but but in 2005 like nobody i think the most famous person outside of rosario dawson maybe was Kay Diggs, maybe jesse martin i was gonna say because um i know i know now she's in glee but idina menzel oh idina menzel is princess yeah. elsa and she's queen elsa now so she's, yeah. everybody knows who she is now but outside the community, they, yeah. John Travolta doesn't know. Had been in a few movies too. John Travolta does not know who Adina Menzel is. He's gonna go ahead and put that. He doesn't know how to say her name, but he knows who she is, <laughs> bro. There's You can't call her. On oh, the you mean Adele Dazeem? <laughs> I would have gone to go. I would have gone like, to see Rent. I would have gone to see Rent had I known a, a Dina Menzel in the yeah, it was in the movie. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome! <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, you're, you're right though. I, I think Star Power also had something to do. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's uh, as a but, as but a casual. I think, I think the movie's better for it. As a casual, I, agree. I think. It... No. 
No, you, you know, I'm I was. You're, with you. you're playing off of what David said. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm saying you. You were right. You're. you're right Go. On. I'm. I'm disagreeing. Go ahead. I, uh, as a casual fan of uh, musical movie musicals, uh, in the sense of I'll watch whatever's out there. I'm not gonna go hunting for something. Um, right. Now that I have friends who are more in that world, such as uh, Stephanie and stuff, I will listen to somebody recommend something, but. 2005 i didn't have any of that so 2005 i just watched whatever's in theaters and if i see a trailer of something with somebody who i with a bunch of people who i don't know i'll be honest with you thinking back now after you tell me the cast i'm thinking tay diggs i probably would have recognized tay diggs like that's pretty much it like i know jesse martin now because of the flash and because of all the shit that he's done but in Mm -hmm. 2005 i wasn't like oh i got it hey white baby um i wasn't (laughs) thinking I wasn't thinking like, hey, I gotta go see, you know, uh, Jesse that Martin's guy performance. From Law and Order. Yeah, I've yeah. never. Yeah, he was he was in Law and Order at the time. Yeah. He was like nobody. Yeah. So again, I think it's I I would venture to say it's mostly star power. Chicago's cast was fucking star. Everybody from yeah. top to yeah. bottom was, you know, I you know right. So um, super famous. So Rhett, uh, I haven't seen it. So I love the fact that there's a lot. Uh, so far, we have two or three movies that i haven't seen right uh bye bye birdie i haven't seen rocket man i haven't seen and rent i haven't seen so yeah uh keep them coming because I'll, I'll be watching uh all right cool. so, um missy number three my number three is across the universe oh, fantastic the movie okay it's an honorable so, mention for me it's my number four. Oh, okay no but um, you go first you have it higher Okay, so I love this movie, obviously. But um, I have like I love anything that has to do with the sixties. I'm in. I love that that time period. I love the just the conflicting socioeconomic situation, which is relatable still to this day. I was gonna say, um, you mean 2020? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I zipped it in. Um, but what said. this movie does so well. In the same way that Force Gump did, I'm gonna say I'm gonna just jump out off a cliff here and, and go with it. Is that it covered so much history, and it did it so well that, and it didn't lose the point, the the jukebox aspect of it, which is the you know the background music of of the Beatles. And I love that this movie is like a a cup of chicken soup. Like it's just comfort food. Um, And I love that the, I didn't know anything about the cast. I just knew that it was about the, like it was a a movie about that used the Beatles music, but I didn't really know, you know, this was like what, 13 years ago. I didn't know exactly what I was walking into. And I just, the color scheme, the cinematography, the production, the singing, the music, the way they the the way they brought a lot of the songs to life by having a Jude, by having a Lucy, by having um, all of these very important characters, and I just love everything about this movie. I, I, I never get sick of watching it, which is a trend. And um, yeah, that's my number. That's my number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it's my number four. I love it for all the same reasons. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of this classic rock with my dad, um, and the Beatles was like something that we listened to together all the time. So um, I had like that like special attachment. My my dad lived through that stuff. My dad lived through that whole era of 
you know, the early 60s and, and Vietnam. And, you know, he, he his number was called and he didn't go because he's flat-footed. And they make a little, a little joke about that in that movie about, like, you can be basically dying and not be fit for war as long as you're not flat-footed. So, you know, um, I, I love anything in, like, the mid-century. So I, I'm with you there. Um, and I, I think the way that they kind of reorchestrate a lot of these songs to, like, work them in a little bit differently, like what they do with I Want to Hold Your Hand um, is fantastic. It, they yeah. turn it into a ballad. Um, and... And, and it's not a boy singing to a girl. And it's, it's not a, a girl boy singing to a girl. girl. It's a girl singing to a girl, you know. So it's, it's things that were, like, tab. There's things that happened in mm-hmm. this movie that were, like, taboo for the 60s. But because mm-hmm. it was the only, the early 2000s, like, you know, we were in a very different place. Um, and there's several songs that are like that that get, like, kind of reworked um, differently. And, and you know, the pacing will change or the timing will change or whatever to kind of, like, work to what the narrative of that particular pop point is that is done very very well and they have a lot to work with there's like 200 and something Beatles songs and to only pick like 20 of them is you know and they pick like the really really good ones like but, yeah but they didn't they didn't always go for like the, the, the obvious choice either yeah. they they sometimes went with with b-sides that are like just really really good and and helped propel the story Hold on, give me mm-hmm. a second. Uh, I just wanted to explain to the listeners what a B-side is, because uh, a lot of you listen. <laughs> no, because a lot of a lot of our listeners are like, uh, what? The it's- TikTok generation does not know what the B-side Yeah, they're like, B-side. Is. B- you know B- the young TikTok <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You went too young. You went too young. But um, there's nobody, like, uh, there's a, lot of, a lot of our listeners are, you know, in their early 20s or late 20s, and uh, they're like, B-side. I'm like, well, you... So there was a time where your music wasn't uploaded right it wasn't so it's not like a b-side <laughs> of an mp3 it doesn't really fucking work on, that way kids, let me tell you a tale yeah <laughs> so uh, you should come you should apply for medicare right now i know they the music came in these big round discs that were uh like uh they called vinyl they were called uh they were called records and uh and then uh the popular songs were on the a side but because the uh the disc wouldn't hold that much information such as an mp3 or even cd you would have to flip it to the other side and then they would purposely put the less popular songs or the songs that the uh, record producers thought would be less catchy than the a side and that would be the b side so this folks i feel like we just did a stop on the character progress (laughs) um this folks has been your uh journey back into there's no Privacy around here. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could. I wish I had the the song Grand for them. Happy, can I sit on your knee and you tell me another story? I wish. Oh, that sounded really one awkward. One more thing. Can I say one more thing about this? I'm, I'm right here, Steph. <laughs> I have my AirPods on, please. Um, one thing that I did. Another thing that I really like about this movie is that so much of production now is is not. It's to make you watch a movie and not think it's a set it's like live you know like i but (laughs) with this what this movie did really well was that i still felt like i was watching a set which for nostalgic reasons i feel like really added to the whole element of the movie but 
that has nothing to do with the B side. So yeah. carry on. <laughs> I, you know, uh, this is this is another one where I had no idea what I was getting into when I watched it. I was like, oh, it's a movie about Beatles music. That's cool. And then yeah, like it ended up being an experience. Like it, to to watch across the universe is 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 it's. It's, I guess that's ridiculous to say, but it's a lot more than watching a movie. I mean, you're right. It's a history lesson. It's a sociology lesson. And there's so much to it just encompass, encompassed by the music of the Beatles. It's it's an absolutely incredible movie. The only reason I didn't put it on my list is because it's just not one that I watch over and over again. But I do love it. Have you ever seen Across the Universe? Have you ever seen Across the Universe? Oh, we. No, but it's probably one of those that's pretty good with that. Yeah, it's one of those movies that Um, I've I've had. My sources tell me that yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've had I've had many friends uh, who who partake in the marijuana, and they uh, they all tell me that that movie that and 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 uh, and shrooms. They're like you go fucking across the universe and shrooms. I would imagine shrooms is like Uh, crazy. So I don't. I can't even imagine shrooms. I can't even imagine podcasting on shrooms, much less let alone a fucking movie uh, of that magnitude. Anyways, there's um, just like such. A, there's a part of that movie that like just looks like it's on shrooms when you're sober. So oh, I I, I, yeah, I've seen tra- I've seen bits and pieces of trailers, and I'm like, oh shit, that looks. Uh, another movie that I haven't You've seen. You've never seen Across the Universe? Nope, nope. But I'm I, I'm not a big Beatles fan, so I'm, this is not one that I'm interested in seeing. Um, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Sorry. He said he doesn't like good music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If it had a B side, probably not gonna be in. Uh, <laughs> this is very painful. Um, CD or nothing, bro. CD. It sounds. It sounds more digital on CD. Uh, all right. Um, Debona, what do we got for our number three? My number three is the one on my list that has been on Broadway. However, it came to Broadway after it was a film. The film is based on an off-off-Broadway production of this show, and my number three is Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, I love this. That's a good take. Little Shop of Horrors is. Mary's writing a song. I have no idea what we're talking about. I I literally write down every fucking pick. Like I don't. I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> we're just talking your job. I thought that's what we do here. Uh, L- horrors. No, Little normally we make it funny is- though. Oh, one of my, <laughs> it is it is hands down just one of my favorite films of all time the way that and i mean the cast of the movie is incredible you've got rick moranis steve martin john candy christopher guest jim belushi uh bill murray it's just it's an amazing amazing movie um all is eugene, is eugene levy in this movie Eugene no. Levy is not in it. No. I, for some reason, I feel as if he should be in this movie. No, <laughs> Christopher Guest is in it, but Eugene Levy is not. Um, so, hold on, because they're supposedly rebooting this, and like Eugene Levy would be like the greatest Mr. Mushnick. Yeah, he would be pretty great. Yeah, but um, you're welcome. It's 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 just a fantastic movie about an alien plant that convinces a guy to feed it people. Um, but yeah. the, the the music. The music is great. I mean, it's got it's got doo-wop music, it's got rock music, it's got soul music, um, and the the to see Rick Moranis of all people like play this role and be so so great at it and, and be a romantic lead. Yes, and be a romantic lead. Uh, like it's just it's so much fun to watch. And Bill Murray's bit part is like this sadist who just loves the dentist like so much. And uh, Steve Martin, who is one of 
probably my favorite actor of all time as the dentist. Uh, it's he's so it's diabolical. It's he's awesome. just it's just incredible, man. And there's some really great shots. Like there's a scene where Steve Martin is singing, and the camera is like inside somebody's mouth, yeah. and you're like watching him do dental work on this guy with the camera inside his mouth. It's so much fun to watch. Like, it's just gory enough. Like, it's just freaky and kind of scary enough. Um, my One of my favorite things about this is actually um, they're on the recent Blu-ray release, they added back in. They originally filmed the theatrical ending, which is... The- oh, they did? That's... Okay. So, one of the reasons this doesn't make my list is because I... I like the theatrical ending more yeah. than I like the movie ending. So, so in the theatrical ending, all the Aubrey twos actually come down and like take over the earth. They filmed that and it didn't test well. So they rewrote the ending into what we have in the movie now. But the Blu-ray, the recent Blu-ray release actually has the original um, on stage ending, which I think is far better. Oh, cool. 100%. 100%. And it, 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 does, it does end the story in a way that's more fitting to the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's it's so much fun to watch. It's hilarious. It's sweet at times, um, and and like I said, it's just it's all these people putting on a great performance, even if they're only on screen for just a few minutes. Christopher Guest is on screen for maybe th- two minutes tops. He like walks into the, but you're like, oh god, it's Christopher Guest, so that's cool. And it's just it's so much fun to watch. I've seen it a ton of times. Is this um, uh, is this, and- is the music in this original music? Or is it? It is. It yeah. is. It's okay. original music, and it's written by um, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman, who wrote like all yeah. the Disney stuff. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. So stuff. my yeah. question is, and Roger Corman. So because when I was a kid, I watched this movie as a kid a thousand and ten times, and I remember like Downtown being one of the f- first songs that I memorized. Uh, yeah. Is that from the like? So Downtown was from that movie first. It, it was, was like a song yeah, that they, from, they incorporated. No. Wow, fuck, no. that is great. Yeah, it there's, is. There's it is several original. musicals. Like when you get into like the folklore of like musicals, there's a lot of stuff that originates that became popular like radio songs that originated from musicals. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, it's just it's 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 ridiculous amounts of fun to watch, and like I said, the music changes tone and pace enough that you're always kind of wondering what they're going to do next if you've never seen it. Um, and it's also one thing that I've that I've looked at for these is you know just just listening to it kind of hold up, and the, the songs for this are great on their own too. Uh, and then when turned into this, uh, turned into the movie, absolutely spectacular and. Uh, so like I said, it was it was a film in '86. It was an off 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 Broadway production in '82. It became a Broadway show in the early 2000s. I want to say like 2008 or 2009. I think. Yeah, it, it's, it's out of town tryout was here. It was in Miami at Actors Playhouse. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, yeah. And so um, one other cool tidbit about Little Shop of Horrors: there's like one main Audrey Two puppet like in the country, and a small because the cast is so small, small small theater companies love to do this show and you have to get on a waiting list like years in advance to rent the the Audrey 2 puppet uh, and uh, they actually they did a production of it here in Tuscaloosa at one of our uh, at one of our community colleges and they actually got the Audrey 2 puppet and it was oh, that's cool it so was it's, actually, it's really expensive to rent so we did this my senior year of high school and um, it's really expensive to rent so we ended up building our own Audrey 2 so we had to oh, it, nice. we, it came out really cool but for a bunch of like eighteen, like seventeen, eighteen year olds making it, but but I I love how how expensive was it? 
like on a scale between <laughs> like a hundred and a hundred dollars and renting a tiger to put in a in a in a prom. Like where in that in that where does it fall in that line? Like where does is it more than tiger, um, less than tiger? It was like I want to say like a couple thousand dollars, and like our theater department had like such a shoestring budget that we just like could. It was either like that or like lights. You know, so we had to we had to, like figure it out. You guys want the plant or you want electricity? Which one you want? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. hilarious. So, and, um, the the one the the, uh, the the voice of Audrey too in the movie is the same guy who does the alligator in uh, Princess and the Frog. Um, yeah. So I just. I, I just learned that today. Like when I saw his name, I was like, "Oh my god, I know that guy." So I thought it's funny. But anyway, every uh, little stuff or kind of fun to watch. They're allegedly uh, doing a remake of this, and if the casting is correct, like what's out there, I- I'm very excited about it because Karen Edgerton is supposed to be Seymour. I'll, um, I'll take. Well, and then, um, uh, oh my god, I'm having like cerebral brain fart right now. Um, oh, but uh, Billy Porter is supposed to be Audrey too. So I'm oh. super, super here for that. Um, I'd also take Idris Elba as a rapping Audrey too. Uh, that would be fantastic, or like a, or like a DJ Audrey too. <laughs> I uh, I'm just glad we got to a movie that I've seen. Uh, all right, so <laughs> we're seven picks in. I got to see a movie. Uh, all right, uh, Stephanie, what is your number three? My number three is actually I'm making like a last minute change um, to my original pick. Um, that's now going to go on my honorable mention, but my number three is um, is Guys and Dolls. Oh, I love this pick. Um, <laughs> it's great. Um, the movie. Hold on one second. Uh, no. Um, the 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 movie uh, has this is when I was when I mentioned a little bit when you were talking about downtown and I was telling you that there's a lot of there's like a good amount of songs that like originate from musicals and we just like don't really realize them um the 1955 version which is you know the only version that there's supposedly been new reboots of this and they kind of never happened um but it has marlon brando and frank sinatra um luck be a lady which is a super popular song comes from this show Mm. um sinatra re-recorded it it's his character it's his character in the original show doesn't sing it, but because it's Sinatra, they gave it to him. Um, but he re-recorded it after, and it became like the big song that it it became. And Nathan um, Detroit. Nathan Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, have, I have played Nathan Detroit on stage. I tried out. So for has Sky. David. So did I. <laughs> I, I. I tried out for Sky Masterson. I was I was given Nathan Detroit. <laughs> David played Nathan Detroit, and I played Miss Adelaide. We did. The oh. So this is like that's that. So I I, I love this show anyway. Um, there there's some like really great um like large group numbers in this in this movie. Like sit down, you rock in the boat is is a fantastic oh fantastic oh song. And when it's done really really well, whether you're seeing it in the film or whether you're seeing it on stage, when it's done really really well, it 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 knocks it out. Like very few numbers have like the power that that number has. Um. So um, I also like just another like personal tidbit of this. Not only like I did play Miss Adelaide, but when I was like in dance, when I was like four years old, like one of my first dance recitals was was to Bushwa on a Peck. So I've kind of always had that. Like it's kind of always stayed with me. So that's my number three. 
Guys and Dolls was one of the ones that I ended up putting on honorable mentions, and it was painful for me to put it there. And it almost edged out Rocket Man, but I wanted something newer. But I, I love this. I love this show so much. It's it's so great. The musical numbers are awesome. Uh, going back to like when David was talking about Bye Bye Birdie, I love that Technicolor look when you mm-hmm. get back into those things. And that Technicolor look of Guys and Dolls with everybody's you know three piece suits and everything just is so incredible. And they they do so much, and it's funny without being like it's it's subtly funny. And it it tells a great story. I love Guys and Dolls. It was like, seriously a very yeah. second pick that it made off mention instead of. My well, I had another one that I swapped out that I swapped this out for, um, and I'm really glad that I did. But um, I love this. I love this. It's a great pick. God, it's a great pick. All right, good to be back on the movies I haven't seen train. All right, <laughs> Guys, I haven't seen that one. Uh, what my knowledge of Guys and Dolls is that it's the play that George bought tickets for for Jerry's birthday <laughs> in the all super famous episode of Seinfeld. Where not that there's anything wrong with that, and they got you know they got confused for being a gay couple, and they you know the Broadway play the whole stigma of guys the guys and dolls. We go together. And he's like, oh. <laughs> so it's a whole thing. Um, all right. Uh, here we go. Uh, this gets down to my number three. My number three it begins the the list of cemented films that had no chance of being, like, at the very most, there might have been, like, a shuffle. Not even. I don't even think. No, I'm going to say no. Uh, so my number three is Singing in the Rain. Okay, yeah. oh, <laughs> no, go. I was waiting for it. I was like, and there we go. Uh, we know the rest number of three. <laughs> number <laughs> three. Her list, her, her, her list is so much higher than yours. She's really mad at me. Uh, are you aware that I I try to put uh, um, Team America on my list? Are yeah, you fucking aware? Team America over Chicago. Do you understand? Don't make me live that again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, at number three, and here's the thing: I thought about it. I'm like, oh, where do I put "Singing in the Rain"? And I was like, it's not even, it's not even an option. It's number three is yep. solidified, uh, cement. You're only gonna be more mad when you hear what he put above. No, Chicago. I know, I know where I he's know going. What, yeah. I know where he's going. Uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've talked about uh, my favorite for a long fucking time. So, like, nobody on this, like, if you know me for more than, uh, it should not be a surprise. It should no, not be a surprise. We all, we all know where you're going. Um. So, uh, with that said, our number threes were um, Rent, Lease or Buy. Uh, Across the Universe, Little Shop of Horrors, <laughs> Guys and Dolls, not that there's anything wrong with that, and Singing in the Rain. <laughs> so, moving on to our number twos. Round two. Dose, the sequel to Uno. All right. Uh, David, hit me, man. What's your number two? What's your deuce? Hit me with your deuce, man. Uh, Okay, so I struggled with uh, which. <sighs> All right, so I'm I'm just gonna go with it. So um, wait, wait, my, wait, my wait, wait, two... wait, wait, wait. Think about it, bro. <laughs> just fucking with you, like he's just putting more pressure on me. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. Okay, so uh, my my number two is uh, I I may love my number one slightly more like we're talking about like just a pubic hair right um 
But, <laughs> cares. Who has those? Yeah, just, just, <laughs> is it a pink one? Is, is it a pink, a one? pink one? Yes, yes, it is a pink one. <laughs> oh, Lord, uh, we are not bringing this up now. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. But Go ahead. The boner, he had, pink, loving... he had pink pubes. Dave had pink pubes for a while. Just want to point that out in case you didn't know that from the hot previous pink. episodes. I'm proud hot of you, pink, I'm hot proud pink of you. pubes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, more disgusted with the fact that he had pubes in general. And, uh, pink has nothing to do with it. Just the fact that he had pubes. I'm like, why? Why? Okay, just trying to live that rock star life. Move along, guys. Move along. Uh, so, but my my number two is the musical that I've been loving the longest, uh, and that's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Man, I didn't even think about that movie, dude. Oh, that would have been my number four, dude. I completely forgot about Willy Wonka, which is stupid because I literally saw it like two weeks ago again with my daughter. (laughs) Fuck. And and it's so fucking perfect. It's good, man. Um, I'm disappointed in myself. This movie, like, uh, and and if you watch it um, after the the death of Gene Wilder, um, it's, it's like, it's like his, and obviously he worked after that, uh, but to, to me, it's his swan song, you know, and uh, the just the how much he loved that role and how much he embraced that role uh, in his uh, in his personal life. Uh, like he he said when when he was sick and. Um, he didn't say anything until, uh, or his estate didn't say anything until after he had passed already. And uh, he, they released a letter saying that you know, he didn't want, uh, you know, anyone thinking, well, Willy Wonka is sick. He wanted little kids to continue to come up to him and 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 continue saying, oh, you know, mom, dad, that's Willy Wonka, and and not have the parents say, okay, well, he's sick, you know, he's, you know just give him some space. Uh, to me, that that movie as a child was uh, very formative. You know, it, it just that world of pure imagination that he sings about. It it comes to life in that movie. Uh, the music is absolutely iconic. So good. Um, so good. The 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 Oompa Loompas are so great, right? And 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 better teachers than almost anyone in the world, right? Um, because let, let's face it, if we had Oompa Loompas delivering uh, what to do during this pandemic right now in this country, oh and instead of instead of one instead of one uh, Oompa Loompa that doesn't know his uh, his ass from his elbow, um, we would be in a much better place, Oompa, right? Oompa, doompa, dee, do. Put your fucking Put your mask, mask on. on. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so I, I just um, it's, it's it's a movie that you, you can't say much more than what's already been said about the movie. It, it's a it's a perfect movie. Uh, I I love it with uh, with every fiber of my being, and um, it, I I feel like a child when I watch that movie Hello. today. I, I I still feel like a kid. So. No, Dude, I feel I, I feel like a grown up. I feel like a grown up, but I love the movie still. But I still feel like a grown up. I don't feel like yeah. a kid. But fucking, uh, I, I love didn't that think movie. of that pick for a second, and yeah. I do absolutely love that movie. Um, when I when uh, when I taught second grade, it was like a standard that we read Charlie and the Chocolate mm-hmm. Factory, and then I would show even after like the Johnny Depp version had still come out. That was still the end of us reading that book. Was I would show the Gene Wilder version. Uh, it, it's so good. Plus. 
I don't think that you should be allowed to grow up without seeing that tunnel scene and just be without being traumatized, traumatized like the rest of us. Down. Yeah, like I think you just have to watch that and passage sit down and just hold those with you deep in your soul forever. Yeah, yeah my my yeah, daughter as an adult. So yeah, my my daughter started watching Charlie in the Chocolate Factory on her own. She put it on and she uh, enjoyed the movie. She would uh, watch it a few times over and over again. And then not too long ago, maybe a month ago, I don't remember how long ago. It wasn't that long ago, uh, maybe in April. Uh, I put on Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and she was like, "Is this like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory?" I'm like, "It's from the other." So I'm trying to explain to her the difference. And so when she sees the Oompa Loompas, she's like, "Those aren't Oompa Loompas." I'm like, and I looked at her, and, and literally she's eight years old. And I said. Let's pretend this movie came out first. So let's pretend this is this movie's right, and we're gonna go ahead and say this movie got it right. Okay, so let's just go ahead and do. And I'm a big fan of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I I am a, a huge. I think it's I think it's really good. I think uh, there's no for me. I don't do that whole which is better type of deal. I think both of them are different enough in their own way that they could be their own different movies. Um, but I really fucking love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I oh, had so I remembered yeah, it, it. Had I remembered. It, they would not Chicago would not have made my list uh, that, that <laughs> fact I mean it just yeah can I ask a question yeah sure before my aneurysm did all of you watch it as children yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't watch it as a child. I never watched it. Like my my daughter's eight now. She watched it. She's younger than when I first watched it. I watched it probably like at twelve or thirteen. That was oh, probably I, was, I, I wasn't I wasn't a kid. I watched kid. it constantly, constantly. That's one of the ones that I missed. And I watched it as an adult, so I don't have the the childhood affection. I don't, uh, so I I don't have that why, childhood that's nostalgia. Why I'm not out of my skin for it. I don't have that. I don't have the childhood nostalgia for it. Uh, if you could consider thirteen or four, I I was maybe even fifteen. And now I'm not even thinking about it because I'm remembering. Uh, and I'll get to the story when I get to that pick. But I remember. I remember the very first time I watched a musical, knowing that it's a musical. Like, I watched uh, Little Shops of Horrors when I was a child because my older siblings would watch it on repeat over and over again, but I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know it was a quote-unquote musical. Um, but when I first realized I was a musical, it would be my my next pick. Uh, but I had to see Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory maybe when I was 14, something like that. So I don't have the childhood nostalgia to it. I just really love that fucking movie. I really love every song. I, 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 think, I think that's a movie that... You don't need nostalgia to appreciate. Apparently, you do because uh, I mean, uh, Missy doesn't it's have it's any a, appreciation another... for it. <laughs> I, that's not what I said. I you said I don't have the childhood song. Let him work you up. That's you, what I you said. You said. <laughs> you said. Willie the chocolate. Willie walking the chocolate factory sucks the... dick. You said it, it was awful and it was a piece of shit trash movie. I heard that. That's what I heard. <laughs> You can't hang up with me because we're on a fucking podcast. You can't even do it because you so want to. You so fucking want to. I know. I fucking saw. I saw your eyes going to your fucking left hand corner, you, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know son the, of a bitch. You know the signs. It's just I don't know. It's one of those things that I didn't. I didn't really connect to it. I watched Big as an adult, and I love Big, so I don't know why I didn't connect to this movie a little bit more. But I just figured it was because I watched it as an adult. But, why, why would you say that? As uh, far as Big is like this, these two movies are nothing similar. I don't. Know, what What's the correlation between? Well, I'm talking about movies that you're supposed you should have watched when you were a kid and not as an adult. I'm not talking about like oh, like okay. the, this is this would this would fall under the umbrella of like I should have watched it as a child. The, what are your everybody's reason, reaction to it? Just to go off of this to piggyback of what you just said, Missy. What are your thoughts about Never Ending Story? Did you watch that as a kid? She's never seen it. 
never you can tell by the okay. look on her face. I've right. never seen it. Right. Uh, but listen, I, this I, is I, my brand. Okay, no, okay, well, well, is is your brand? You just skipped all the movies. That yes, 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 yes. That yes. is her brand. That is exactly her brand. I have skipped. It's I like if you Wikipedia, if you just Wikipedia Missy's brand, that's literally verbatim what the Wikipedia no. says. She was because walking Scarface when she was like seven. And not well, they <laughs> left me alone. What did you want me to do? <laughs> I, oh, my I God. I, I, I missed a lot. There's like a list that they gave me like three years ago. There are movies I was supposed to watch as a kid. There's a whole Woo Bro episode called Missing Childhood. Because I um, didn't, there's there's a bunch of shit that I missed. And I was just, I don't know. I was watching right, well, Roseanne. I wasn't watching movies. I don't mention it a second ago, but put Watership down on there too if you want to just continue the. Oh, yes. Created my Watership? Wait, Watership? Watership, Watership, Watership down. down, brother. It's an animated movie about rabbits. And it was just as traumatizing as the Treyu in the swamp and as the tunnel ride. No, there's no way it's as traumatizing no, it as the Treyu in the swamp. It is traumatizing as the Treyu in the swamp. I shit. Is it as traumatizing as Littlefoot's mom? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, guys, right? That's everything. Right? Is forever just burned in my memory as possibly the most traumatic movie experience. Those are two things. I, you just said two things. You said water. What water park? Watership. 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 Watership down, down. Watership down. I don't know what you're talking about. And then you go, oh, yeah, it's just as traumatizing as. And then you said something else that I've never heard of before. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm you in the swamp. swamp. That's from Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story. Oh, the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The horse. Just I just call him the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the thing. Okay, whatever. I get it. I get it. All right. So the, the reason why I, I don't think that you need to have that nostalgia is because plenty of people see these movies as adults. Just because our age group saw it as children doesn't mean that there aren't people older than us that saw these movies and also loved these movies. Yeah, like so, as parents. Right, as, as right. parents or grandparents or, you know, uh, whatever, you know. Uh, Maybe so broken. Can, can there be, can there be that added layer of, of, of love that comes from nostalgia? Yes, but it's not necessary to like a movie. Like, no, I, movie, no movie requires nostalgia for you to like it. Bad movies do. If it do. does, it's, it's, it's not a good movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah, bad movies do. I love Mortal Kombat. Right. But that's because... Right. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And that's what he's saying. If it requires nostalgia for you to like it, then it's not a yeah, good yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. agreeing with him. I'm agreeing with him. I know yeah. this is... It sounds weird because we don't do it often, but I'm actually agreeing with David. This is a weird <laughs> thing. <I> could, <laughs> Daniel's try, still defending David. I'm like, we're fucking saying the same thing. <laughs> we're all... I'm so used to having to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Neri, what you have to understand is what he's saying is the same thing you're saying. I'm like, yeah, no, that's... Okay, I get it. Uh, um, all right, uh, Missy, what is your deuce? Chicago. That's also my okay. number two. There all right, go. let's go. Um, Bro, you guys talk about it. You yeah, had a little you're not allowed to talk for the next... Huh? I said you guys have it higher than me. You guys go ahead and talk about it. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. I'm agreeing with everybody. Think- Why am I being attacked for agreeing with people? Go ahead. <laughs> Can you go get more food from your wife, please? Uh, <laughs> Chicago. Um, so Chicago. So Chicago. Chicago where, where do we begin? <laughs> What's it a story about? Because honestly, there's so much to unpack. Um, it's a story about gor- corruption, greed, sex, and murder. So they tell you in the opening. Yeah, the but it's all happening in her head, though. Like the whole thing is happening in her fucking head. 
right? No, the musical numbers are happening in her head. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The whole thing is happening in Not her the head. whole thing. You know, like she sucker... actually she actually kills somebody. <laughs> he did like sucker punch. Is that what you said? Yeah. It is. He's accurate, though. He, that's very accurate. <laughs> I've never seen Sucker Punch, so I couldn't tell you. But... I no. love that. I love that movie. I love Unapologetically. I, love it so much. <laughs> I do. It's not good, but um, I love it. I fucking do. <laughs> Sorry, Chicago. This is okay. Chicago. Uh, I don't really don't know where to begin because there's just so much to talk about this movie. I think that for... I'll start with the costume design. I'll start with there. I think Jesus that they Christ. did such a great job. <laughs> I what? just you did a David. You're like, oh, let's start with the costume design. I'm like, wow, okay. That I didn't expect to hear. I've never. I didn't expect to hear that. I didn't. He's like when he said sound editing. I'm like, what the fuck? Are we okay. I'm sorry. I just didn't expect like, to hear. Still it. on the sound editing thing. Jesus yeah, I'm Christ. not complaining about it. I just, I just didn't expect to hear it. Is what I'm saying. I'm just. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the fact that Catherine Zeta Jones was like four or five months pregnant during the entire production of this movie, and fucking kills it. I think that she got an Academy Award for this, she right? Did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like no excuse for me to ever say I'm too sick to do anything at you because this <laughs> woman like did this phenomenal job on this iconic movie. Um, this movie for what it stands for, which is just like the idea that murder is thought of like as the worst thing you could do. I mean, there are a few things that are worse, but I'm just saying like it's so like awful something awful that you could do and then it doesn't fucking matter because if you have the right lawyer who can bullshit it, like your way out of it like i think for somebody who grew up watching the oj simpson trial on tv i was like oh i understand this <laughs> um um i think everybody did a great job i'm i still don't understand why Catherine, uh, not Catherine, um, Clippy, Renee Zellweger. I don't I get her break. <laughs> I don't get her break, her, her acting break, because she's so great. And I, I don't understand why she just, you know, walked away from it all. She is uh, great. There's not, not a bad the soundtrack. There, is, no. there isn't. And it's there's one not. of those albums, like, what, what I consider a great album is if you start it from the beginning and I don't want to skip a song. Like, that's what I would consider a good album. And I, that definitely falls under that for me. Um, Richard it won Gere, the, it I, won Best Picture, didn't it? It did, yeah. I, it, yeah, it won a bunch of accolades that year. I think Richard Gere, if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember him doing a musical before this. At least not a, a movie musical. Right. No, I don't, think he, I don't think he did, which is why people were surprised that he was chosen as Billy Flynn because nobody could, nobody really knew that he could sing. Everybody else was kind of like, established more or less that they could you know do things that I want to say that no I want to say that even Renee Zellweger like did some something in um Bridget Jones where it was like you know singing a little bit but well she yeah this is off the cuff from that because uh, Bridget Jones is 2001 and this was like 2002, 2002 yeah yeah so um even John C. Riley who has such a very uh minor role he's so fucking good i in this movie. love john c Riley, and i have appreciated john c Riley so much specifically because of this role because amos has been played by a lot of different actors joel gray being one of them and and it's it, it is a small role but mr cellophane is one of those iconic yeah. broadway songs that like if the wrong person sings it like it fucks up everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um 
Well, we yeah. didn't have a risk for that because they had editors. But I, I, I get what you're saying. But um, yeah, this this movie, top to bottom, is like near perfect. Um, I I think that this is also like this is the original show is from the 70s. Um, it's a Fosse show. It's a Candor and Ebb show, which yeah. is like my favorite combo of kind of old school Broadway people is, is them. Um, and they, uh, it, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's, I can't say enough good things about this. Um, but the original, the original, the original show had like, there's people that have stepped into these roles that are like legends, like baby Newworth and like Gwen Verdon and all these people that are like literally like icons. So they have a lot of, big big shoes to fill doing this movie and it uh, for me i mean i had to have seen this movie like eight times in the theater when it came out and i watch it at least once a year and a year <laughs> at least <laughs> i'm saying being generous but i mean yeah, it's, me it's also like a big girl power movie like in like a little bit of a negative way because like they've, they're all like in prison a, little, a little bit a little <laughs> what the fuck of, literally <laughs> literally fucking we're like hey we're murderers and you're like it's a little bit of a negative <laughs> there's only there's one murderous role like a lot of it a lot of it not, not the kind of girl power we want but or take that kind of for it I'll take it <laughs> but I will say I know what I've seen uh, is Broadway productions of big numbers. I would say La Vie Bohème and Cell Block Tango like are are neck and neck for for in my opinion from based on what I've seen as one one of the the like the best big like dramatic productions for and it's in the middle of the of the show. So it's Cell Block even, Tango is not even supposed to be that big. Cell Cell Block Tango on. Um, on the show is, is just the six murderesses. And so it's not supposed to be a big number, but they made it. I I kind of like as a teenager and being like a big theater geek, like had this like vision in my head of like what Subblock Tango was supposed to look like. I, I, to this day, ironically enough, have never seen Chicago, the actual like official stage show. I've seen like high school productions and like community theater productions, but I haven't seen like an official Broadway tour of it or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, and and I've always had like I, I always had this picture of like what Subblock Tango was supposed to be, and like I could not like it was like above and beyond expectations. Like that that movie like was like I was like fifteen when that movie came out, and it was like life changing. I saw my age, yeah. I saw that movie by <laughs> myself in the movie theater. Um, and you wanted to because I legit wanted to. Um, it was after a breakup, not not the not the moment after, but it was like after a breakup, and I was going to the movie theater by myself all the time, and I have zero fucking problems with it, with going to the movie theaters by myself, and it actually prepped me for later on in life uh, when I became a comedian and started touring and going to other cities and other countries by myself. I'm like, I'm just going to fucking go to the restaurant by myself, go to the movie theater by myself, but this was pre that. This is pre for any of that, and I was going... Th- to the movie theater like every other day basically and then chicago came out and i was like i'm gonna go watch chicago and it wasn't a matter of like this is the only thing left that i haven't seen it wasn't a matter of anything i was like no this looks good and i was watching it 
I don't remember knowing if it was a musical or not ahead of time. I don't remember that, but I remember being in the movie theater going like, man, that song was the shit, huh? Fucking hell? Can we fucking, <laughs> like, like, looking around? And I remember it was like, I, I saw it probably uh, opening week, but not weekend. And I remember going, like, after work, I worked at Carnival Cruise Lines corporate at that time. And then I got out of the office, went to the theater, saw it, and it was like probably seven people in the theater. Like, it was like a Tuesday or something. And I remember looking around like, fuck it, huh? Am I right? This fucking song was the <laughs> shit, right? Are we, are we? And then like, like, like standing up and applauding. Yeah. Like, and there's like, and there, uh, if there were 20, maybe there was 20 people in the room, but like everybody else was coupled up and except this one creepy fucking fat kid. I was like, huh? Hey guys, that fucking respect for that, huh? Have a little fucking... And, uh, and every song, uh, because it was brand new to me, every song was brand new to me. And like, I was like, I didn't know what to expect next. So I wasn't, I wasn't a theater geek. I wasn't a guy that was like, oh, and uh, Sub Black Tango is coming up. Like, I'm not, I didn't know. So, and I was like, wow, this is really fucking good. I liked it. I saw it again in theaters, like, a few days later. Even though there were more movies that had come out that I hadn't seen, I was like, I'm going to go back to fucking watch Chicago. And I remember specifically getting fucking railed on by my guy friends. Like, it's just a matter. Like, you went to the, first of all, going to the theater by yourself is already a fucking, it gets poo-pooed. I don't know if you're aware of that, but it gets poo-pooed. Uh, <laughs> It gets poo-pooed. And then on top of that, to watch musical theater by yourself as a dude, it's a whole... And then early 2000s, it's not like the fucking PC world that we're living in now. That's like, fucking, oh, that's cool. Early 2000s, it was straight up, dude, you're fucking gay. What's wrong? Like, it was... And it was far worse. There were far worse terms thrown at me than that. But I was like, this shit is good. I don't give a fuck. And I remember I used to cut up pictures from my Entertainment Weekly and that's how I would decorate my cubicle. And I fucking put the 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 poster, what ended up being the poster for Chicago in my fucking cubicle. Amongst like it it was literally a, a collage. Like there wasn't you couldn't see a space of cubicle wall. Like everything was like a fucking jumbled up. But the Chicago was on my fucking cubicle. I legit was like, this shit is awesome. And I got fucking dude, I got I got dragged through the coals for liking that one. But I stood my, I, I was like, I'm going to die on this mountain. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm dying on this hill. And so many years later, you put it at the bottom of the gutter. The you bottom of the gutter? Is that what Mount Rushmore is to you? The bottom of the gutter? Is that what that is to you? Number four? No, yeah. So when you, go to, when you go to Mount Rushmore and you're looking at all the great presidents, the former presidents of the United Poor States. Teddy yeah, do you look at Teddy? Yeah, like, Roosevelt, you fuck that Yeah, guy. do you look at Teddy Roosevelt and be like, oh, the fucking gutter that is Teddy Roosevelt. Is that what you, that's the thing? That's what happens? All right, that's no, cool. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, so you hate our country. Great. Our Missy hates our country. Congratulations. There you go. Uh, but I, I love this movie. Um, it got it got nominated for I believe eleven nominations if I'm not mistaken, uh, and it won. A, I, I have them all. Yeah, yeah, I have them all here. And it, I just want to say that the, to me, the most impressive win was costume design because whenever like that's that was awesome. So it won an Academy Award for costume design. So that was awesome. <laughs> It won Best Picture, Supporting Actress for Catherine Zeta-Jones, Art Direction. If you say costume design, I'm going to vomit. Art Direction. <laughs> costume design. Yeah. 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 Film, ed- film editing. Uh, and sound. And sound. Yeah. 
but I feel like Renee Zellweger also won. No, no she, she got nominated. nominated. She did not win. She was nominated. Yeah. She did not win. No, no, no. Oh, she won right the Globe. Globe. So That's what it is. No awards for little squinty eye moles. Uh, all right. Um, uh, so but she sh- wasn't in the same category as Catherine Zeta Jones. No, she's lead. So she, Catherine Zeta Jones won supporting. Supporting, yeah. And and Queen Latifah was also was nominated for yeah. yeah, yeah. Correct. Um. All right. So, uh, Chicago. Uh, Daniel, what's your number two, man? My number two is um, it's actually my favorite movie that's on my list, but my number one is more influential in my life, so it had to go number. A one. Uh, my number two is the only one on my list that I have that I have been in multiple productions of as multiple characters. Uh, my number two is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Table garbage, and that's why I didn't lead in much harder. I really need to know who you've played in this show. <laughs> we'll get to. <laughs> mm. And 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 if you have. Like pictures. if you have photographic evidence of yes. this, even better. There is limited photographic evidence since I'm an elementary school teacher. Got it. Uh, <laughs> and it was uh, they I want was to a, see you in a gold speedo, man. That's I, what they I want. Was, uh, <laughs> I was when well, uh, you're in the gold speedo, the tidy whities are a corset. So pick your listen. <laughs> we will get. We will talk about that when we get there. Darren. We don't want to ruin the surprise. Uh, all right. So one, two, three, four. I guess it's my pick. My number two. Is holds a very special, uh, dear place in my heart. It is very literally the first musical that I watched. I could recall the exact day that I saw this movie, the exact location where I was, exactly where I was sitting. I, it was in a summer school class. Um, uh, the teacher was Miss Cruz. Everybody fucking hated Miss Cruz. Wearing, uh, and she was she puts on she put on a few movies. It was a summer course, so it was an extensive course of like just pounding us with information. But she would put on movies, and the movies that she put on were never popular with the students. It was never like we're gonna watch fucking Terminator today. It was never that shit. It was always like we're we're gonna. It was, I was like if, say Dave wasn't your teacher. I literally was about to say it's as if Dave was my teacher. It's like I remember watching a World War II movie, and Dave, I'm sure you know which one this is because I don't remember the name of it, but I remember the whole plot of it, where that there was like four or five soldiers that were stranded in the desert. There was a plane, and then when they flight, got flight of the phoenix, flight of the phoenix, and then when they got saved, they were they found out that they were dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flight of the Phoenix. Flight of the Phoenix. Wow, I love the fact that I didn't even have to finish the description. He's like, James, <laughs> yeah, 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 James Stewart. Uh, James Stewart. That's the right. Classic man. James. Stewart. So she would put classic. she would put all these movies on that I had no idea. Like the, the it wasn't they weren't popular with the students. And every time she was like, "All right, it's time for a movie," we were all like, "Oh fuck, bro!" Like that's how bad. <laughs> like, and I would watch every single one of them, and I enjoyed them. Again, I didn't remember the name Flat of the Phoenix, but I remember the story, and I remember everything about it. Right. Uh, same thing happens. So she puts on my number two, which is West Side Story, and every fucking like every kid is moaning, going like, "What the fuck?" And this isn't fucking uh, Ferris Bueller. Like, it's just like it was a matter of like <laughs> immediate distaste because again, it wasn't against West Side Story. It was against every movie that she had picked. And I remember we all had to pay attention because she was very good about, like, we're going to ask you questions, and it's not multiple choice. It's going to be... It was an English class. And she was like, I'm going to ask you questions that 
uh, pertain to like what your opinion are like why these characters act the way they do and this shit blew me the fuck away and I remember being the only fucking one I was literally glued to the TV and everybody else and I had to like shut stood. I'm like hey man can you shut the fuck up I'm trying to watch it. I'm fucking trying to watch this movie and it was I had no idea like it was so fucking good I, I fell in love with this film the moment I watched it it was so good uh, I remember writing down the title of it so I could go home and try to rent it or try to find it at home like that's I it was it made such an impact on me um it made a and i again this is all subconscious because i did not realize that this had a a part in it but it it had a big impact on me that i was seeing hispanics on screen Uh, and even though they most of them weren't actually hispanic uh, most of the actors weren't actually Hispanic because they weren't. Fucking, they fucking weren't. They weren't. They, they weren't Hispanic. It was Russ, like Rita, and that's it. Yeah, it was <laughs> Russ Camblin. Yeah. Um. So like, all these people are like, I mean, it's the definition of fucking brown face, right? Um. But yeah. there was so, but like Natalie Wood is Natalie like, Wood, right? <laughs> it, I was blown the fuck away. When I found out, like in 2010, that Natalie Wood was Maria, and I'm like, wait a minute, fucking Natalie Wood was Maria? Like I, Natalie Wood was Maria. Yeah, I was like, the thing is, Natalie Wood changed her name to get more roles in Hollywood. Yeah, her real name is Natalia Madera. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, but you you know, you know Hollywood. That was a dad joke, if ever. You are so stupid. Uh, that is going to be so, the commercial for like, hey, come on, check out this episode. Uh, so but that was my number four until you asked me what my number four was. And the, only reason, <laughs> and the only reason I switched it out is because I watched the movies on my mountain a little bit more than I do West Side Story. But yeah, West Side Story is iconic. There's I, nothing you can't, aside from the brown face, which is you know questionable, uh, but it isn't. But it isn't. I don't. I listen. We're, we, we're not gonna, for the times. I think. You I don't. Know, I don't even think. Gonna, I, I don't even care it. now. I got to be honest with you. I don't even care now. That movie gave us uh, gave me Rita uh, Moreno. Uh, I'm not gonna say gave us because oh. she was already she was already established. But she they it, it gave me Rita Moreno. Um, and as a as a brown kid, as a oh so good dude. And um as <laughs> as um. As a kid, as a brown kid growing up watching movies, I and again, this is not something that I perp, that I consciously said out loud. Like, oh, finally, we got Hispanic people in a fucking movie. I was, I was, I don't know, twelve years old, thirteen years old. I was in, I was in summer school, going to seventh grade. Uh, but I remember watching this, going like, this is fucking, this interests me. This story interests me. The fucking gang wars and all that shit there. And while all my friends were making fun of like, oh, gang fights aren't like that. That's not how gang fights were. I was so into the story that I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck about any of this. I don't care about the cheesiness, the fucking, the, the snapping. I don't give a, I'm like, I thought that was all <laughs> great. I thought it was fantastically done. The songs are great. The song, I mean, I legitimately love this movie for multiple reasons. My wife hates it because she hates when I, she doesn't hate it. She hates it when I just look at her and go like, I, I want to live in America. And I just randomly say that shit out of fucking nowhere. I'll just randomly say that shit. And God forbid we're having a conversation about the washing machine. And I just say the fucking line. And um, I want to have a watching machine. I, I think that's the fucking... I mean, God, it's so fucking great. I just love that movie on so many levels. But looking back at it now through and with the 
prism of a, from the prism of an adult, especially in nowadays in today's social economic, a uh, social climate, I I I think that a big part of that had to do with the fact that I had representation on screen, even if it wasn't actually my representation even if it was brown face i didn't know that as a kid i don't fucking know that it's brown face it wasn't done disrespectfully and to me i was like this is fucking hispanic people on fucking screen and i i thought it was fucking great and uh so that's my number two i love my number two i love that movie a great choice so yeah west side story uh so all right so that's west west side story uh yeah and when i found out that they're remaking that steven spielberg is remaking his movie i was like i'm all about it let's fucking get it done let's do this i'm all for it with real hispanic people this time well i mean you know it can't be perfect so uh let's see what happens <laughs> but uh, either way it's fine uh it doesn't matter who, our cares job. Fuck, who cares yeah. but i don't know why no i'm not gonna do it go ahead I don't know why. Why do you need to remake a great movie? Like it's already great. Who said who needs who needs to make any movie? Nobody fucking needs to make any movie. It's an art. They want to fucking they want to make this movie. Why is that an issue? Who cares? Give me a fucking great movie. Because it's already great. So why are you going to remake something that's already great? Remake something that's shitty. I got to be honest with you, man. I've uh, fucking made some bomb ass apple pies, but I fucking remake them every fucking year because I want another one. I don't go, eh, you know, I already made one bomb-ass apple pie. I don't have to fucking remake it. It was already great. I don't have to remake that's it. That's an no. amazing point. Yeah. That's, that's a, that is an insight. Well, now you're speaking my language. Now you're speaking my language. Maybe I could change my mind a I've never once considered it that way, and now I am... Like I don't guys, understand. Man, I you don't guys un- are agreeing with Mary's logic. Like, something is wrong. I don't understand yeah, why no, that... Like, that was- you know. That was deep. I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> deep like a slice of apple pie. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's too much. Too much. I went too far. I'm sorry. Uh, all right. So our number twos were Willy Wonka, which I wish I would have remembered about, Chicago, Rocky Horror Picture Show, <laughs> Chicago, and West Side Story. Uh, what are our honorable mentions? Do we have anybody pulled up, Dave? I have, uh, the, yes. I have the Facebook. I have your page. I don't have the Geek okay, More page. Okay, go, go ahead and read his, and then I'll do the Geek More one. Okay. Um, Jim Frederick has Jesus Christ Superstar, The Sound of Music, uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, so someone didn't follow the rules, and uh, Bugsy Malone. Ish from Better Let Me Tell You has Gentlemen Prefer Blonde. It's fucking great. Chicago, Greece, and Saturday Night Fever, which he says is not a traditional musical, but the music is so key to the movie that it becomes one. I disagree, but whatever. It's not a musical um, at all whatsoever. No, it's not. <laughs> He's not. Um, Remember Rocky? Remember Rocky? The music is so imperative to the story that Rocky's a fucking musical. Remember that one? No, no, Ish. That's not the way the they fucking musical. They did make a Rocky Broadway musical. I know. It's not good, I- but, it's, but they made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to make something. It's already good. You got to leave it alone. <laughs> and Yvette LaRosa has Greece, sound of musical, The Greatest Showman, which is a Great pick and one of my honorable mentions. That would have. That's my. That was my third pick for number four. It was between Chicago. CFS. It was between Chicago, Greatest Showman, and and Team America. And I saw it again (laughs) over the weekend, and I fell in love with it again. And I was like, so good. I saw Showman is wild, but they recently did um, a a covers album with like pop. Oh my god, it's so good! Oh my god, Panic at the Disco doing Greatest Show. 
Oh, I love it. Awesome. It's I, I saw that movie in the first uh, on a ship, and I saw it in the theater. So it was technically a theater, um, but it wasn't like a movie theater. And it was like already at after it came out on Blu-ray. And I remember Jeff doesn't like this movie at all. And he was like, no, it's not, like, he's like, it's, it. it's not good. Musicals. But I was like, all right, that's fine. Like, I, I I went in there prepared to go either way. I'm like, all right, half my friends like it, half my friends don't. And I, I fucking love that movie. I was like. Dude, it's, it's, it's a little far-fetched and it's like very glamorizing, like a not oh, yeah. person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so good. Like, you can't help it. Like, it's so good. The music, like, the music, is, the music is great. So, oh, it's so it's good. It's a, it's a, it's a feel-good movie. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a feel good movie, and it's nothing yeah. more. It's not meant to be anything more than that. Right, yeah. I agree. All right, uh, what else? Any other picks? I think Dave has the geek on one. the on the geek more page. We've got uh, Sandy Mira Navarrete uh, on our, uh, Moulin Rouge at number four, La La Land at number three, Mary Poppins number two. Um, Greatest Showman, Les Miserables, and Rocky Horror Picture Show are honorable mentions, and number one is Hamilton. Carlos Navarrete. Here's, here's a good question. Uh, we, me and Missy talked about this. Missy and I talked about this. Is um um uh is La it a, La uh no the other one uh fuck what am I thinking Mary about Mary Poppins? Ha- thank you, I, Mary Poppins, because he um is Mary Poppins my, allowed because there's animation. In it. Um, so I didn't put Mary Poppins simply because it's Disney. Yeah, uh, yeah now there's there's uh, there's an extended animated sequence, uh, but I I would say that that one can go either way. It is mostly it's live not a majority action. animation. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not a majority. It's it's really only for for one scene though. It is. Yeah, yeah, Missy, Missy, Missy just said, "Oh, that doesn't count," and she brought up a, like she brought up the animation scene, and I honestly quite forgot that there was animation in that movie. I'm like, "Oh, that's right, there is animation in that movie." Well, because yeah, it's when they're in the painting, but I, I just, I think since you put in the status that Disney doesn't count or yeah, yeah. something well, like that, and animated and or and well, he said Disney and or animated movies don't count, but there was no distinction as to Disney animated or Disney live action. And oh. I, I, I personally wouldn't have put any Disney ones there, uh, just because I, I think Disney movies are in a class of their own. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Right. That would have changed things, though. If I would have thought about it the way you guys were talking about it, I, that would have changed things because I will die for Mary Poppins. I'm glad we let well, Disney man, off it. This would have made it so yeah. much harder, to be honest. Yeah. All I'm hearing is Mary we got to do a Disney mountain. All, we, all I'm hearing yeah. is we got to do a Disney musical mountain. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, so... So Carlos Navarrete had Moulin Rouge number four, Greatest Showman number three, Hamilton number two, and La La Land number one. Helen Garrastasu uh, Izquierdo had Music Man, Grease, Cry Baby, Little Shop of Horrors. Cry Baby's good. Cry Baby's great. But I do also love Grease too, Mary Poppins. Oh my God, who loves Grease too? Oh my God, Grease too? I, I really like. Get out of here! I really like this until you put Grease too. Get yeah. off my lawn. <laughs> Greece was terrible. Oh, and, uh, I don't, someone I, named Jose Perez just put 1776. That's it? Just 1776? Just have a statue. They just have a statue. I don't right. even think that there's a movie adaptation of 1776. I think he means Greatest Showman. Or, uh, sorry, Hamilton. I think he means no, Hamilton. Cause, no, because 1776 oh. is a musical. I, oh, just don't think that, I just don't think that there's a movie adaptation. I oh. could be wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Sometimes people make mistakes, BFF. Um, sometimes they yeah, do. Seventeen seventy six is a nineteen seventy two American musical drama film directed by Peter oh, okay. H. Hunt. There, you, there go. you go. But but it is a stage musical, so that's yeah. why. I was... All right. Uh, let's go to our number ones round. No, one. our, our no, we mentioned. have our honorable mentions. All right, man. Hold on. Let me write this down. I got to <laughs> I got to cut out one forty two. Uh, one forty two. <laughs> Cut. I love how we all just fucking passed on it and he's like, oh, there is a format to this show. And I need my honorable mentions to be in here. <laughs> I guess because I've already talked about my honorable mentions. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm moving the fuck on. All right. Uh, fuck everybody else. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Legitimately, I was like, no, I've talked about the seven <laughs> movies on my list. We're moving on. Um, uh, all right. So, uh, Dave, what's your honorable mention? Um... Okay, so uh, removing the ones that we've talked about already, I'll put uh, Sweeney Todd. Never seen it. And uh, oh man, really great! Really I saw. Great. Really good. I, I've seen. It's, I've seen bits I, and pieces from it, but those bits and pieces were in the office. So. And I try to. I try to never be this guy. I really do try to never be this guy. But I can't pick that movie because Helena Bonham Carter cannot hold a candle to Angela Lansbury. No, nobody can hold a candle to Angela Lansbury. Really, I really try not to be like that. But there's just I, I love that movie, but I, there's no way I could pick it because of that. I also just don't but, like that Helena the, the nepotism of Helena Bonham Carter being in there on principle because she just can't sing. Um, and Mrs. Lovett like carries that show, yep. so you just but you know whatever. <laughs> when you're fucking the director, I guess you can get in anywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's, that's how that how works. works. There, there's yeah, actually a whole sub genre of fucking porn. That's exactly that. There's like a whole thing. Casting, there's casting couch porn. Yeah, are you saying that like I don't know if you're saying that mockingly or like surprise? I, I don't watch a lot of porn, so I that's don't know. Literally, the name of a channel. That's it, literally the name. It's <laughs> casting couch porn, and yeah, it's uh, like it's like a whole website. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, wait, but is this like vintage like footage or like? No, 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 no. It's like it's a whole thing. It's like a I don't want to go to Pornhub. Porn so wait, I could go to Pornhub right now and look for casting couch porn. Yeah. Legit. And it will have its own channel. And it will always be the same black leather couch. And okay. uh, no, no, there's two of them because Net, uh, uh, Net Video Girls uses a white couch sometimes. So <laughs> but, I mean, is from what like I hear, the, from what I hear. I assume, is it the I was, black couch with like the round arm? What? <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, no, the whole thing. It's a whole thing. And it's thousands of videos. It's not like, oh, did you mean yeah, just yeah, one yeah, of no, three no, no. videos? It's thousands. I'm looking this up. Yeah, it's legit. an empire. Yeah, you're welcome, okay. Dave. You're Turn welcome, off Dave. Your volume right now. <laughs> Dave. Mute yourself for the love of God. Dave, you're welcome, sir. I'm not going to actually. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and then I'll, I'll also throw out uh, High Society. And the producer. Oh, we saw that like 17 times uh, on our honeymoon. <laughs> the producers, God bless. Oh, you. shit. And Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, that movie sucks. Sorry. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna hold my tongue. Can we just say, can, going back to the Angela Lansbury thing, you're like, oh, she can't, he can't, she can't hold a candle. Like, I, not to be that guy, but it's fucking Angela Lansbury. Like, you can't, no, nobody, nobody. I know, I know. I know but that Lumiere, Lumiere could not hold a candle to Angela Lansbury. See what I did? <laughs> Brought it back. I know. All right. Uh, that was good. That was good. But it's just, and like I said, I really try to never do that, but I knew the Sweeney Todd soundtrack for so long before I ever saw it as a movie. I've never even seen a live production of it. I've only seen that movie, but I knew the soundtrack 
with Angela Lansbury. And the first, when I went, I went and saw that, it came out on Christmas Day. And me and my yeah. mom went and saw it together. And I was so excited for it. And Helena Bonham Carter just dropped the ball so hard in that movie. Uh, Dan, if you, you know like, what other ball I she hear, dropped? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I, I may or may not have um, a subscription service that um, has the original Sweeney Todd from the seventies that I may or may not be able to give you a login for. I will, like. I will. What do you? What's the mystery? Yes or no, bitch? Like, what are you doing? I don't want to get she in does, They're always listening. She doesn't want to tell. She, she doesn't want to let people know that she has a subscription to Pornhub Pro, and that that's the <laughs> and that she has the login. Eh, we get it. Uh, all right, uh, Missy. What's your honorable mentions? Oh, um, uh, nine. Right. Oh, nine is good. I like um, eight better. But, you know, nine is fine. <laughs> I can't do this shit sober. What was I thinking, man? <laughs> um, <laughs> nine, um, an, an American in Paris and La La Land. I really like La La Land. Yeah, La La Land is great. Something about La La Land. I gotta be honest with you. You're like, I, I mean, this, like is, this. I didn't. Dislike it, but I couldn't. I couldn't understand what made everybody latch onto it so much. I didn't. Dancing. I didn't dislike it, but it, yeah, it was just I watched it and I was like, uh, it just mm, like it wasn't. Were bad. you underwhelmed? Yes, underwhelmed. There we go. I was just underwhelmed. Right. I think that happens. I think but I, Sorry, but what what that movie to me, aside from the uh, the element of jazz and all of that, the the story itself. And just seeing uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling like so out of what we're used to seeing them in, I was completely enamored by that movie. And I, I hadn't been to Los Angeles by when I watched that movie. I hadn't been yet, and I fell in love with the city. I, I was just like, I want to go there. So, yeah, that that movie was amazing. And just the story, like the message behind it, how you're going to suffer for your art, and like like this great love story that brings both of them to their full artist potential, but it costs them the great love story. Like it's just, I I'm in for it all the time. I, I think, I, I think that one suffered for me. Just so many people hyping it so much. And then when I saw it, it that happens, that happens. I think also had, I like Emma Stone and I like Ryan Gosling, but they're very mediocre singers. I think had they actually gotten like people, the contestants. No, but like actors like Russell Crowe known to have better, shut up <laughs> like actors that are known to have like better singing voices like people that that are just like known as like that triple threat i, I think that that would have elevated i love la la land it's, I, it is an honorable mention of mine but i think that for me that's what it suffers from is like the, the singing is just not so great and, and the, the 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 writers are Pasek and paul who wrote greatest showman who wrote dear evan hansen who wrote like all these fantastic you know so they're really great they're really really great writers um, but they just they, they need to be sung well. Everybody told me that everybody that I know <clears throat> everybody you guys are the first ones to say that you love the movie so much. Everybody else that I know says I haven't seen it, but everybody else that I know says that it was a great first half and the second half is like a completely different movie than the first half and it, it wasn't it, there is a pivot. There is a pivot. there's definitely like a pivot and like a tonal shift in the middle of the movie. But I don't I think that people that are like that don't understand what it is to like suffer for your art don't I don't think that comes across 
I disagree. Well. I don't think it's a suffer for your art thing. I think it's just some people are, it's some people are, don't like the shift. Like if you're going to go in a one direction, stay there. It just, it, there, it is kind of a movie about two different things. Yeah. At the same time. So I, I get where Neri's, well, what Neri has heard, it, I understand that. But I don't, I don't necessarily think it's about, if you because everybody suffers it doesn't have to be for your art so you know so everybody knows suffering so right. i don't know that's that's my opinion all right i think i think everyone wants a happy ending and the movie doesn't necessarily give you the the hollywood ending and, and but there's the plenty of movies like that. that don't give you a hollywood ending there's plenty of, let me rephrase that there's plenty of movies that don't give you the happy ending like there's plenty of movies you know fucking braveheart you know, there's a bunch of movies that just don't give you the happy ending, and you go, okay, this is the ending, I guess. This is, you know, uh, Inception but, didn't but give you Inception didn't give you an ending, but you're expecting it in Braveheart. Yeah, but okay. you don't I think expect it. I think it's romantic, romantic so, uh, movies that are have like a, a, a serious romantic element to the story. Your the audience. I I was I had a problem. I loved that movie, but it took me forever to make my peace with it because I. I couldn't understand why they didn't give me a happy ending. But then I, you You're know, I'm rooting gonna, for the couple. Right. Yeah. And I didn't understand why they I could just didn't that. fucking give me that. But, uh, uh, didn't get it either, apparently. Siri didn't get I it. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't know Link was in the room, my bad. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, um, that I think that that, that's often disappointing that what, that's what kills it. So it could be a lot of things, I think, but I think it's the, as far as the suffering is that everybody knows suffering. So it's, I don't think I, it's I kind of want to watch it now. I didn't want to watch it before, but now you guys it's good. talking to the only three people that I know that like it. I want to watch it. <laughs> Literally, like there was nobody else that wa- there was nobody else that I know that watched it. Uh, there is one other person, but we don't talk about them anymore. Um, all right, so um, all right, so that's uh, Missy Daniel. You, your honorable mentions. Um, my, I have two honorable mentions. They're both by the same guy. He's absolutely one of my life icons. This is one of the people that I just aspire to give the level of no fucks that he gives John Waters. And so my two honorable mentions are crybaby and hairspray. Oh um, my God. I, such good fucking choices. I, I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't find a spot for him actually on the mountain, but John Waters is the original hairspray. Yeah. The original. Like, I mean, I like, I, I like, I like the newer one too, but with divine it's, it's, it's untouchable. Yeah. Um, John Travolta, I think did a great job, but the divine version is the one that I'm talking I'm about. I'm just so mad that Harvey Firestein was not in it, which is yeah. really the logical choice there. But, uh, but you know. Cyclops did a great job in, uh, in the newer He's one. Great. Oh, yeah. Great voice. But, um, he no, would have like, been great. Look, he would have been great in La La Land. Yes, he would have. Um, but like I said, John Waters is just a human being that I aspire to be. Like that's a guy who is just creative to the utmost degree, can do it all. And um, Crybaby and Hairspray show that. Like those are two just polar opposite style movies, both by the same guy, both absolutely incredible um, film adaptations. And so those are my two honors. Steph, honorable mentions. Respect. Um, the ones that just haven't been talked about, um, Cabaret, um, it's, it's my favorite Broadway show, like, ever. I don't think the movie, for me, doesn't really live up, even though it's Liza and even though it's, like, a huge deal. But it's, for me, it's just not up to par with the actual stage show, but I love the movie anyway. Um, Dreamgirls was fucking fantastic, if you've never seen it. Still haven't seen it. Highly, highly recommend it. Still haven't seen it. Really, really, really good. Really, really good. Really good. Jennifer Hudson, Hudson, like, is 
incredible in that in that movie. Uh, so was Eddie Murphy, to be honest. I didn't really. Yeah. He got nominated. Outside, I didn't really. He did. They all got nominated except Beyonce. Um, yeah, he got shafted for Dolomite. Fuck the Academy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, it's great. I didn't really know Eddie Murphy was like a serious actor. I had only seen him in like the shit from like when we were kids, like like Doctor Doolittle and shit like that. So I wasn't really, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really like from super familiar with like I didn't really from, wasn't familiar with Eddie Murphy's like range until I was older. So. Um, Les Miserables, which I can't believe hasn't come up yet, um, is fucking amazing. And then um, Gypsy so and depressing. All That Jazz. All That Jazz is like a semi-autobiographical um, tale, uh, telling of, of Bob Fosse's life, um, which is really, it's really, really great. It's a little bit off the cuff and a little bit like obscure, but it's really, really good. I prefer, the only reason why Les Mis didn't make any of my list is because I prefer after watching it live, I would much rather watch it, well, watch yeah. the show than the movie. The movie is, is dark. Yeah, the I re- mean, the show is dark. The show is dark. The reason so, that... Yeah. Yeah, wait, but, wait a minute. What, the show is not like happy. Wait, you guys didn't see the one with Jim Carrey? He just jumps and walks in and juggles for yeah. five minutes? You guys Can I be know, honest with you? I would one be... One where Kirk Cameron played Jean Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can I be honest with you? I I would be more afraid to watch a Jim Carrey Les Mis because that dude could go fucking dark in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and he could go super dark. I, I know, but I was like, the moment you said it, I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, oh, no, that, was, that would be kind of fucking scary. Oh, this dude, he would be great. This dude I love goes him. legit dark. He's so cool. Um, yeah. He, uh, he'd be good as uh, Tenardier. I I I did not put Les Mis because uh, I thought it was awful, um, but uh, my That's honorable fine. my honorable mentions. You can be wrong. That's fine. <sighs> um, my <laughs> honorable mentions, as talked about before, are um, sorry about that. Uh, Team America, uh, <laughs> Greatest Showman. <laughs> I love the fact that I picked Team America, uh, and um, there was another one, and I, I just it blanked on me. And you guys like briefly brushed up upon it, um, but uh, I, I do enjoy her. I do enjoy her. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I do enjoy Hairspray a lot. Uh, and uh, good. W- uh, a good friend of mine played uh, played with um, was on Broadway with it. Uh, rest in peace, John Panette. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. Now I'm getting more so I think about my friend. Um, but uh, those are those are my honorable mentions that we haven't talked about. Uh, I know there's a couple other ones, but I just at this point we, we got to keep it going. All right. So uh, number one, round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. All right. Number one. Uh, Dave, hit me with your number one, bro. Well, uh, my number one is no surprise because it's uh, been tabled. It is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hell yeah. Uh, Okay, I need to know who Devona has played in this show. (laughs) I want to know too. All right, so <laughs> I have, I have, I have been, I have shadow casted this movie. Let me be a hundred percent. So have we, um, and some of us did until, not sign up for it until very recently. Um, I was in a, I was in a burlesque troupe here in Tuscaloosa and, uh, we would shadow cast this movie every year for Halloween. Um, I have been, I have been Brad Majors. I have been, I, I have been Doctor Frankenfurter, 
and um, one year or one year I played Eddie and Dr. Scott in the same production. Okay. <laughs> so so we we tricked Nary into going to the shadow cast. We didn't trick year. him. It was no. We were at SuperCon. And he texted us, and I was the only one that answered him. And I was like, we're in this room, hurry. And he walks in on the shadow casting, and he sits down and he goes, what the fuck did I just sit down? I'm like, you fucking can't leave. You can't leave. Like, that's what you're here. So, and yeah, that's so why. We, we, and he was we, like, we, what yeah, is this? We would, we would, you know, we'd play, we'd play the movie behind us with the yeah. audience. And then, and then we would act it out. And then during, and then like during certain scenes, a couple of our performers would, would do things. But for the most part, we acted out the whole movie. And uh, yeah, like I said, I was Eddie and Dr. Scott in the same production. I was Brad Majors one year. That was a ton of fun. And um, I have been Dr. Frank Burger one year. And oh my God. This is it's, amazing. It's hard. So many that is, I can imagine. Be, being Dr. Frank even without actually having to sing, is probably the hardest thing I've ever done on stage. Did you wear like six inch heels and shit? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. I, uh, yep, 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 yep. I did it. I did it in the, the the corset and the heels and the whole nine. And the makeup, the whole thing. Cool. Oh yeah. Nice. So anyway, Dave, you got it. So, um, so Rocky Horror is is this musical where, um, unlike uh, Willy Wonka, it's it's something that I came to obviously as uh, as a teenager. Uh, not something that I've been loving since you know, I was uh, old enough to watch television. Um, and basically from the moment that I saw it, it just it clicked with me. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Because it's a B movie for all intents yeah, that's, and that, it's, it's something that I love. It's, it's sci-fi. It's, it's horror. Kids, it's let me explain what a B movie is. And it's is. all wrapped up in, <laughs> in, in this perfect package where you're interacting with the movie. Because it's it's an experience. It's not the same watching the movie at home, and you'll find yourself nope. shadow casting along with the the movie yourself at home. Uh, if you which, if you watch Rocky Horror and you know Rocky Horror, and even if you're watching at home, you know the time warp, then just stop watching Rocky Horror. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but it's it, it was it was the sort of thing where. Um, like Stephanie and I discovered that there was this really great shadow cast in Orlando. Uh, they would in in City Place, uh, right? It was called City Place. City Walk in Universal. City Walk, City Walk, City Walk, uh, which is right by uh, right where <laughs> Universal Studios is. Uh, every every other week, they would do this shadow cast, and so we would go up once a month. We would schedule our, our Disney slash Universal Studios trips to line up so that we could go to the shadow cast every single trip. And, and we would drive 250 miles out of our way to go see this incredible shadow cast because it's, it's that much fun. Uh, and then when, you know, we started realizing that that was just a little bit unfeasible, uh, we would, uh, we'd go to one that was more local and, and it's the kind of thing where every now and then when we're like, okay, well we got to clean the house. We'll just put it on in the background and sing the songs and interact with the television. And it's it's one of these things where I, I love it so much. It's such a part of my life and it has been for for the last uh, you know, almost twenty years and um, it's just it's something that I, I love to introduce people to and, and you I feel like you don't get to do that enough, but when you do and you get to see 
this uh like this look of i'm too dignified to be here yeah uh, like uh and, and then slowly that starts to come down and uh, until what you're left with is just this you know uh despicable person which uh, which is what you are also and, and i i love that i love being despicable with people um, we, and pretty we funny. often acknowledge that it's like a shitty movie, though. Like oh, the movie yeah, itself is no, not good. It's, no, but it's, it's, yeah, it, but it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible yeah. in its mediocrity. Like, yeah. and, and for, <laughs> for anybody who for anybody who may be listening to this who's never seen it, this cast includes Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, Brian Bostic, and Meatloaf. Like, it's and not still, like it was a shitty movie. Like, it's like all of that, and still, it was a shitty movie. It's amazing. It's not like these. It's not like it's something that you're gonna watch and you're never gonna see these people again. Uh, so many of these people have gone on to do incredible things. It's a movie with the most ridiculous premise that might have ever seen a major screen release. It's and, more ridiculous than Little Shop of Horror. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But what was it, the one it, where uh, J- uh, uh, John Candy was in that he uh, Dan Aykroyd played like a pig guy? What was his, what was that movie? I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, he played but, um, he played a judge and he like all deformed and he was like a pig guy and uh, Dan Aykroyd. I'll, I'll look it up. I'm saying that's a fucking pretty so, disturbing movie. Right, but yeah. uh, it's just it's it's so much fun to watch. And even if you if you watch it at home and you're still not 100 percent bought in, if you ever get an opportunity to watch a cast that's obsessed with it and knows the callbacks. And that's the thing. This is one that Rocky Horror is one that the, the film, not not just the, the stage show in the film are one in the same. It's it's the shadow casting and it's watching it in a theater with an audience that knows the callback and knows how to have fun with it and throws stuff on stage and, and knows when you're, you know, when you turn on the flashlights for there's a light and, mm-hmm. you know, you've got your newspapers out when it's raining. It, it's a cast that knows when I, when I was a part of this, we would actually sell prop bags. So you would yep. buy your ticket. And then when you came yeah. in, you'd buy a $10 prop bag that we stuffed the day before and that had stuff to use um, in it. And it's just, it's such an experience to be a part of even just being the audience in Rocky Horror. I've been an audience member for so many times before I was given the opportunity to perform in Rocky Horror. And it's, it's something, the closest thing I've ever gotten to was I did one time go to a midnight showing of Priscilla Queen of the Desert and it was close. It was close, but not, but, but even by being close, it was, it was closer than anything else. And it was still a mile behind. What a good Rocky Horror Picture audience. Let me ask you something, because I've always heard, like, this urban legend, almost, of, like, during um, the sort of Damocles, where, like, people are supposed to, like, get naked. And I had never seen it. I had never seen it. Like, have you ever seen uh, the crowd actually do that? So, we actually would have to make a disclaimer that, um, like, before the movie, we would be like, look, we encourage you guys to, to participate but in much this, we would always say, but in much the same way that we're not going to get naked on the stage, we have to ask that nobody get naked in the audience because we will get shut down. And if you love that we do this and you love right. what we do here, we need you to follow the same rules that we do. So now, I, had, I had always heard about it and then I had never seen it. And then last year at Supercon always has, has it. So we usually just pop in, even if it's, we usually just kind of stay until time warp and then leave. But we had some, some friends of ours with us who had never seen it. And they were like really fascinated with like the whole thing that was going on. And I shit you not, it was like in a giant ballroom in the Miami Beach Convention Center. And I 
I sort of jam with is on and I was just kind of, I didn't even really think about it. And then I started seeing people take off their clothes and I freaked the fuck out. I was yeah. like, I have never seen this. I've always heard about it, but I've never actually seen it happy, happen. So, and it was ridiculous and great. So as conservative as Alabama is, like we would always have to be very upfront with people about how they had to follow very specific rules because we were always towing a very fine line yeah. between all being arrested and giving obscenity tickets. Um, and that, this isn't just for Rocky Horror. Like I said, I was in the burlesque troupe. I mean, we did shows monthly. Right. And so we, we, but so we did always make that disclaimer. I've never actually seen anybody get naked during sort of Damocles, but I've heard it happen. They didn't get really get naked. They went, they went down to like underwear and stuff, but yeah. still it was like, I, we I encouraged never... that. Like before I was ever in it, I used to just always go wearing, you know, tidy whities and a button down and, and my glasses. Like that's how I used to go to Rocky Horror. And that's how I ended up getting cast. <laughs> that's a logical so anyway, it's just it's 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 a show. It's a movie. It's a show. It's an experience. It's like I said. It, I, it, I it's actually my favorite that's on my list. But when I get to my number one, it was more influential to me. But Rocky Horror that's, Picture Show. I kind of I kind of did the the reverse where yeah. um, you know Willy Wonka is definitely the the more influential one for me. Uh, but my my favorite is yeah. is definitely Rocky Horror. And from from a movie standpoint, um, I'm I'm a I've talked about it before. I'm a huge fan of, of the old British Hammer horror movies, oh, and God, and they they used the old uh, Frankenstein uh, equipment that Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee mm-hmm. had used in, uh, in in the original Hammer version of Frankenstein, and so to, to see that being used to create a uh, a Frankenfurter monster is is awesome, you know, uh, and then the and music- they- the music itself is, is just and fucking phenomenal. The filming techniques are 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 callback to Hammer Horror as well, with with yeah. some of the zooms and the smash the smash cuts and the way that mm-hmm. the, some of the sound effects and stuff like that. It's it, it's really it's it's untouchable as a movie and as an experience. So yeah, I like I said, it was my number two, and it was your number one. It's just it's so much fun. Yeah. All right, uh, Miss you. What is uh, your number one? My number one. Is singing in the rain. Whoop, whoop. When's the last time I watched it? This afternoon. Um, <laughs> I saw this movie. The first time I saw this movie was three years ago. There was like a 50 year anniversary thing where they oh, were really? play in the theater. Yeah, and it was like um, had the best time. And then I so I was like, huh, old movie, Gene Kelly. What could go wrong? Oh my god, I love this movie so much, and I. I can't get enough of it. Like, there's not there's not an amount of times that I can watch it where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Like, at one time I watched Matilda a lot because I was babysitting my little cousin, and that was, like, 10 years ago. I still can't watch it. <laughs> this hasn't happened with Singing in the Rain. Um, there's nothing... First of all, Gene Kelly, I never thought I could love a dead man, but here I am. <laughs> I love this guy so much. Everything, like, beyond Singing in the Rain, he's so iconic. He's so good at what he at what he did. Um, his I don't mean this in a pervy way, which I shouldn't have said because now you're, it's in your head. But um, the dancing in this movie specifically is so it's fast and but it's like the movements are so fluid that it's like you would you can't even imagine that it's actually choreographed. Because it's just flow, the chemistry that he has with the, the, the rest of the cast 
is just amazing. Debbie Reynolds, oh my God, I love her so much. She's so good. She was she's su- so good. She was such an icon. Yeah. Um, and she has so many good movies because this is what happens when I discover a movie that I haven't watched but I end up liking a lot. I just deep dive into everybody's like the entire cast life. So I want a lot of Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds movies now. I like it. as a result of watching. I like, of, I like the um, fact that. I like the fact that Debbie Reynolds, when I when I hear people talk about this movie, they say Debbie Reynolds did everything Gene Kelly did. She did it in heels. And I was like, fuck. And then you start looking at it and you start looking back, start looking at all the dance sequences and she fucking matched Gene Kelly literally step for step. Step for step. In, in fucking heels. In heels. I was like, oh my God. Every time I wear heels, it does not go well. The thing is that Debbie Reynolds, as a dancer, she's an amazing actress and she can sing, obviously. But as a dancer, there's a, another movie that she did that was released around the same time that Singing in the Rain did. It's called, I mentioned it to Seth earlier today, it's called I Love Melvin. Yeah, and I have it was to watch released, it. It was released the same week as Singing in the Rain. But in this um, movie, she the her love interest in that movie is Donald O'Connor. And th- that movie by itself Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, but anyway, going back to Singing in the Rain, there's nothing about this movie. Like, again, I know I've, I've mentioned it and I, I'm sure it's going to be a bit, but the costumes in this movie are just so fucking good. Like, I love the fact that this movie came out, um, I think it was in the 50s, right? Yeah, 52. And it's... <sighs> talking about the whole transition in Hollywood of going from silent films to talkies, what they used to call it. Right? Am I right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, and I just think it's really interesting, like, seeing it now well, for the first time when I in three years ago, but seeing it now how just, like, they were going back. I don't know. It just it just works so well. And also, last thing I'll say before I'll pass it on to Neri, but the soundtrack is amazing. Is another... Uh, album that I can listen to from start to finish, but I listen to You Were Meant to Meet for me, like, a lot more than I should, and that scene is just, like, everything that I love about old Hollywood is in that scene, like, the class, the the romance, the mystique of, of you know, these two people that are coming together, and it's just like, the you know, everything that rom-coms are based off of now is was built off of the back of, of old Hollywood. Um, so I can't, I, I, I could literally talk about this forever. So yeah, that's my number one. I love Gene Kelly forever. And Debbie Reynolds is, is everything. And Donald O'Connor, even though Gene Kelly and Debbie Reynolds were, you know, are iconic, but Donald O'Connor like holds his own in this movie. Yeah. He, he matches, uh, not sure. Neil, but he matches Gene Kelly, you know, tap for tap. And they have this one song, I think it's called Moses Supposes. The mm-hmm. choreography in that in that that scene is so great. Like they jump on a desk, they jump down, they move the guy around, and they they they. It's just amazing. I love this movie so much. Yeah, um, um, I was I was really in between Bye Bye Birdie and Singing in the Rain, and the only reason why I went with Bye Bye Birdie over Singing in the Rain is because I had not seen Singing in the Rain in a couple of years, and. Uh, so just going off of the one that I remembered more, yeah, I was going with Bye Bye Birdie, but I love Singing in the Rain. It's a great pick. Yeah, I, um, sing, I mean, as far as one, I think the last time I saw it was a year ago, maybe? I was on a cruise ship. I know for a fact that that happened. So I think it was a year ago. I don't remember. But 
Uh, I I do. I love this movie. Singing in the Rain. It's so it's it's it really is fantastic. It's one of the ones that um I haven't shown it to her yet, but I'm I'm very much looking forward to showing it to my daughter. Just. The dancing sequences alone. I mean, you could separate this movie. This movie is this movie is mountain worthy for a multitude of reasons. Uh, you could have this movie on a mountain of dancing movies, and it's like and it's well deserved. You could have this movie on a uh, on a mountain of, uh, of of songs, just purely based on the songs, and it's and it'll be very well deserved. The acting is fantastic. Uh, I do like the story. Um, unfortunately, because of what the story. Uh, you know, we don't get any kind of diversity in the film. Again, based upon when it was made and about the time that it was made. About we're not gonna get any diversity. It's it's about Hollywood in the forties. <laughs> there was nobody of color in Hollywood in the forties uh, or the fifties when the movie was made. So, um, but yeah, that transition is great. Uh, I remember taking. I remember watching this film after. Uh, I was I was taking a film class, and I remember they they you know we go through the history of film and how they went from silent film to talkies and the trouble that they had with sound and where to put the microphone and all this. But I remember learning about all of that before watching this movie, and then when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, this is actually fucking factual. Like this is like you know a lot of people get shit for films not being historically accurate, but I'm like, no, this is actually part of the real thing. <laughs> this is a lot of the problems that they had, and a lot of these uh, silent film actresses were were super gorgeous and amazing but they couldn't they fucking they couldn't hold a note and they you know um but i i just like this movie i just love this movie for so many reasons but uh, uh gene kelly and, and debbie reynolds holy fuck i mean didn't it, um, jesus christ didn't debbie reynolds not actually sing every song for herself on no. that like uh, no. you are my lucky star was sung by somebody else right? oh I, I have no idea about the singing i just the dancing is always so. to me my my favorite thing but yeah mm-hmm. i i where I remember reading one time that Debbie Reynolds didn't actually sing "You Are My Lucky Star," um, but uh, I could I could be wrong. Oh, I, um, but no, it's, it's 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 a great pick. I I I have nothing against the pick. It was just you were talking about like actresses um, not being able to hold their own, and I feel like Debbie Reynolds didn't actually sing all her own songs. Oh no, I, what I meant um, by that is the character, like the the oh, w- yeah, from going from uh, from silent film, all these silent film actresses, a lot of these silent film actresses, they had shit voices, and they didn't need voices when the fucking films were were silent. But then they got they transitioned into talkies. We didn't need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had cue cards that said, "Oh my, the police officers here." Oh, um, and also, fun fact: Rita Moreno's in this movie. She's yeah. like, not she doesn't have a talking role, but it's but she's there, and, and it's like a pre West Side Story, uh, you know, role. And it's really I It's I, very very small. But I didn't not. I didn't remember that because then I would not have said that there's no person of color in this movie. Because I mean, I guess that's a speckle. <laughs> There's a there's a there's a um, droplet of color. But she didn't. They don't let her talk. So I don't know. If that's, if that's off, so I, I love this. I love this talk. movie. I love this movie. It's really good. Um, I can't. I, I, I only. I, I, can't. I didn't cut. I didn't get to watch this movie in its entirety until maybe ten years ago. So I'm not like. It's not like oh I've been here forever. Like it's it's still relatively new to me. So. Oh no, I've been here for three years, and I'll die loving this movie. Like <laughs> I've had I've had seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. All right. Uh, so that's it's in it. my account. If anybody wants to watch it, so it's in my account too. But whatever. Uh, all right. So number one uh, is uh, all right. Uh, the Bono. What do we got for number one? Uh, so my number one actually came out the same year as Rocky Horror. Uh, it's one of, if not the most influential things in my entire life. Like it's up there with discovering London Calling by The Clash as 
something that very much molded the person who I am. And uh, once I remembered it, there was no doubt it was going to be my number one. Came out in 1975. My number one is Tommy. Ah, great movie, man. I didn't even Um, think about Tommy. Tommy is something that has been a part of my life since I was a very small child. Um, I used to watch Tommy with my mom. Um, I, I love the album Tommy where the Who does all of the music, but the movie and the soundtrack version of Tommy is so absolutely incredible. Uh, the movie itself is super trippy and super weird, but uh, I mean, when it comes down to the movie and you've got Eric Clapton, Tina Turner, and Elton John um, doing Who songs and, and very much making them their own. Uh, Tina Turner as the, 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 the Acid Queen was the very first thing I ever saw Tina Turner do. I had no idea who Tina Turner was until uh, I had wa- until I watched Tommy with my mom. This movie is incredible. It tell it, it tells this absolutely outlandish ridiculous story that is held together by very thin lines that make any sense um, from beginning to end. By the end, none of it makes any sense. But by the end, it's all completely and totally fantastical. But the music is so incredible. And one thing that sets Tommy apart from everything else on my list is Tommy is, uh, it's, it's a rock opera. There, there are no spoken words in Tommy. Right. Um, every bit of Tommy is sung from beginning to end. You listen to Tommy, you watch Tommy, you get the exact same songs, the exact same story. It's just when you watch the movie, you get all of the crazy 70s uh, visuals that go with watching Tommy. It's uh, it's something that, that when I saw it when I was a kid, it was like, okay, like this is why... I love rock music because it can literally be everything. It can, it can tell stories and it can be love songs and it can be, it, it, it can be, it, it can be, you know, battle declarations and, and it can do everything. And when I first saw Tommy, I just, I, I couldn't believe what had just happened. And it was the first time I'd ever seen something where every single bit was sang from beginning to end. And, it's something that will just forever hold up as one of my favorite movies. Um, definite, and like I said, while, while I do the, the watchability and the, the sing along and stuff like that of Rocky Horror is, is higher for me when it comes to just, just the music. And if that's what we're looking at with musicals, then, then Tommy, in my opinion, is just absolutely untouchable. It's an incredible Who album where they went and got some of the biggest artists of the 70s to then do their songs and tell this story. And it's so wild. Like, it's just, it's like nothing you've ever seen. If you've never seen Tommy, it's about a guy who's not really blind, deaf, and dumb, but he's been convinced that he is for so long that that's how he lives his life. He becomes incredible at ping pong. There's a cult created to him. There's a cult created against him. I mean, just everything about Tommy is so bizarre and so quintessential 70s but also just so the who through and through. Uh, it's, it's something that, that I honestly just, in my opinion, when it comes, like I said, you look at my list, everything on here has got a rock tinge to it. And Tommy is the reason that so much of this can exist. So my number one has got to be Tommy. Right. I feel like if, if Tommy had been produced 
in the 80s or the 90s that um, it would have been a project that Terry Gilliam would have just run with. Oh, man. It's, oh. It's, it's got that, like, weird, fantastical, like, just imagination thing, thing to it. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it, it is the Who's Best album, hands down, you know. Mm, I could argue Quadrophenia on that, but I'll let you go. But um, okay. <laughs> but it's I mean it's it's definitely one of if not their best albums. And yeah. then to turn it in to turn it into a movie, and like I said, then to turn around and see, I mean, in the seventies, Eric Clapton, Tina Turner, and Elton John. I mean, they were it. Like those were the voices of the seventies. And to go get them and be like, hey, here's this song make it sound like one of yours so we can put it in this movie we're making where we're turning this album into a movie. And they were all about it. Like, I, honest to God, I think that Elton John's version of Pinball Wizard is a little bit better than the Who's version of Pinball Wizard. <laughs> I love that song so it, much. That's my favorite it, Who's song. It's, it's, got, it's got such a different tempo and feel Classic. to it when Elton John does it in that movie um, as opposed to the actual Who version that's on the album that uh, it's just, uh, like I said, it, this is, it, Tommy the Movie and London Calling by the Clash are like neck and neck for what made me into the person I am today. All right. Uh, right on. Uh, never seen it. Never even heard of it. I uh, had to look up how to spell it. Didn't know if it was never heard of it? Never heard of it. Me neither. I had to look up whether <laughs> it was with a Y or IE. So oh, I had it's, no it's, idea. The yeah, Who I, released I an album that was an opera, and then it was such a big hit that they got a movie deal to actually turn it into a movie, and then to go one step further with it. Like I said, they went and got some of the biggest voices at the time to do the song. It's 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 insane. It also it also then became a stage show after because it does like tour and stuff. Yes, um, and but like David said, like if if Terry Gilliam had got his hands on it, then I think it would be one of those things that people would look back on, like Brazil, and be like, oh my god, look at this masterpiece, because all of the uh, the, the outline is there for a Terry Gilliam movie. You're absolutely yeah. right. All right. Uh, right on. Uh, Steph, number one. Um, Much like how, how Danny were saying that, like, you know, this became a part of who you are. Like, I very much feel the same way about my, my number one. Um, I It was a blockbuster rental that I was on a Friday night. And we would go every week and we'd all pick our blockbuster movies um and i had it was it it had me from the minute it opened and my number one is Moulin Rouge. um that was the other that I, was the other fucking uh <laughs> remember i was like there was an honorable mention that i'm forgetting team america oh no no i'm not team america all the way over Moulin Rouge. but again i remember for the honorable oh mentions i was like God. i can't remember which movie yeah, absolutely. Like, I, there's no, God. there's no doubt in my mind for a fact that Team America is over Moulin Rouge. But I just couldn't remember from my honorable Word. mentions. But I do love Moulin Rouge a lot. Oh my God, Mister! And he okay. says it. He keeps saying it over and over again. Like we didn't hear it the first time. Bro, I'm not afraid. Team I'm not ashamed America of it. Team America over Moulin Rouge. Legit. Team America over Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. Um, and Chicago. So. I was in a really bad place when I saw this movie. Um, I Were you with had... David? No. Um, <laughs> no. I was, like, going through a breakup, like, that same day. Oh, um, shit. And I was just, like, in a really Look bad place. Look you did. You made it weird. I had, like, a couple... I just had, like, a couple of things going on simultaneously. Um, 
in in a very like teen angsty point in my life, and I Avril Lavigne kind of way, yeah. And um, and I saw Moulin Rouge, and I just I don't know if it was like the combination of just like being in a really dark place and then seeing this movie that like doesn't give you the happy ending, but it's so like the perfect ending, and there's no other way I could imagine that being any different and the, the, the it was really the first thing i saw that ever that was the first jukebox musical i ever saw um where they took there are original songs but they took songs that like everybody knows and threw them in there um it, it i i just i remember just like sobbing uncontrollably um pretty much the entire time um, it, the, the movie that made me fall in love with Ewan McGregor. Um, he's 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 such a beautiful creature. I mean, he's I I, I can't. He is Obi Wan. I he is Obi Wan. Beautiful before <laughs> Obi Wan. Um, but he, I mean, this 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 movie is just incredible. I love Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann is very much about style. If you don't know anything else by Baz Luhrmann, I think the other thing that done that's really popular is um the 96 romeo and juliet which is also fantastic oh my um, god i love so fucking good unashamedly i know <laughs> so good um i love bosman to the point where i thought for a minute when i first saw the greatest showman i had a moment where i was like is this bosman and it's not but it's very much in that same style yep um so and it's hugh jackman and the, those two are like attached at the hip so i you know whatever but anyway, um, I I can't say enough good things about this movie. I didn't know Nicole Kidman could sing before this. Um, there is now a Broadway stage show that just kind of... I've only heard the soundtrack pretty obsessively over the last year. But um, it takes... Uh, Music-wise, it takes everything I love about the movie and just pumps it up to another level. So I'm dying to see that stage adaptation. Does but it turn it to 11? You could say that. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't have this as Spinal Tap. On my list. I I wouldn't I wouldn't qualify this as Spinal Tap as a musical. Um, otherwise, otherwise it would have been my number one. Also, oh also not so well actually you, but um, Phantom Menace was ninety nine and Mulan Rouge. Was oh, yeah, I, I okay. legit. I legit knew that, but I did not want to be that fucking person. I legit, I was like, you know what, Neri? You've been on her all fucking day. I didn't want, I, I was a dick. In the, right? I started the episode where like, you fucking cut me off all the fucking time. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to hold back and I'm not going to say shit. I'm being the good guy. But I knew for a fact, I was like, nah, 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 nah. He was fucking, old. Okay, he, he well, got this role because of Obi-Wan. He got this role because of Obi-Wan. <laughs> fact. I was like, but okay. Whatever. Well, then I stand corrected. Um, but well, anyway, you, you actually I, lay corrected. You're I do lay corrected. You're, <laughs> you're right. Um, I, I, I love this movie. It's such a part of who I am. It's such a part of why I love musicals. There are certain, specifically with musicals, I think Missy, Missy said this in a conversation she and I were having earlier, like they're literally magical sometimes. And the, the part of the reason that like I, I I joke about this all the time that I have like very specific parameters for like when I allow myself to cry and musicals are are part of that <laughs> it's because <laughs> or when you meet or when you meet up. actresses at icons that did musicals or that um mm-hmm. uh, track, face. That happened. track face shut up <laughs> um 
and then denies it even though I'm looking at her face and I'm like bitch it's right there it's right there whatever go to hell <laughs> um so uh but uh, the reason I, I love musicals so much is because I get so like I get moved by by music telling a story I really do and um I mean but and and like I've even cried in, like stupid music not stupid like but like musicals silly. that don't you mean deserve silly. you mean, you mean no silly, like yeah. Nothing. Listen, man. Like you, I, everything deserves a cry if it if it moves you. It doesn't. Whatever yeah. moves you, it moves you. Just because it doesn't move the masses doesn't mean that it I, doesn't deserve I, to get moved. It, I, know it, it, I know it. I know it didn't make my mountain, but the greatest showman had me ugly crying. Yes, ugly sobbing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ugly sobbing. But like, I've even cried in like Book of Mormon. You know what I mean? There's like one specific like really sad scene in Book of Mormon that I was like, I, I was like, where where is this coming from? But anyway, like I, I, I cry I, a lot at Book of Mormon. It's just usually you, you know accompanied with laughter. You also cry at <laughs> um, a stiff wind, so I mean, there's that. You do. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, Back. Moulin Rouge for me is is just it, it took it took my love of musicals to another level. Um, and I've I've always held on to it. And like when they announced like 15 years later that there was going to be a stage production, which I from the second I saw them, like there has to be. This has to be on Broadway. I, I don't know why it's not, but it has to be. I had a physical reaction to that announcement when it when it when it debuted. Like when it first started on Spotify, I was like a disaster the entire day. I didn't really do anything productive for uh, like a, a couple of days after. Um, yeah, I, I I really am obsessed with. Still to this day, love this fucking movie. And if there's anybody who's never seen this movie of Romeo, Ju- Romeo and Juliet, and you doubt how big Boz Lerman was at the time, there mm-hmm. used to be a show called TRL on MTV where people would call in and vote for music videos. <laughs> and Boz Lerman had a spoken word piece called oh, Don't Forget to Wear Sunscreen that made it onto TRL. That's right, I forgot about this. Oh my God. 100%. Oh my god, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I love, I, I love Mulan movie. I love them, the original movie. I The only reason it didn't make my mountain is because the parameters I set for myself, which is the movies that I'll watch over and over again. But when I tell you that I'm dying, but dying to go to New York to watch this movie, even if it's for a day, like fly and watch it go home, like that kind of insanity. Because Steph and I... Well, all, all, all the girls really, when the they dropped the, the album of the of the new musical on Spotify, it was like an event because we would not shut the fuck up out of it because every song is just better than the one before. I could vouch so, for that. They would not shut the fuck up about it. I could literally <laughs> vouch for that. They you weren't even chat. in the chat that we were. You talking fuckers about were it, li- bleed into the fucking main chat about it. We know shut because up. the fucking guys were like, shut "Can they up. shut the fuck up about it already?" Don't give me this shit. Shut you, I'm up. literally agreeing with you, and you're fucking getting mad at me for agreeing with what the but fuck I'm you said. That didn't come anywhere near you. Yes, you said did. It was in the main chat too. It bled into the main chat. Message thread that's only girls. You're not in it. There's actually there's a chat. You know who else is not in it? The listeners to this podcast. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. Anyway, Mulan Rouge is an amazing pick. It was iconic when it came out. Uh, the um, Lady Marmalade, the song, like it just and so that BMA, that BMA performance, not, like you, everybody remembers so that good. BMA performance. It was so and good. It's still good. It's still a good song to this day. So yeah, the fact that they reimagined it on on broadway i cannot i can't yeah. wait to see it with my own eyeballs 
I, uh, uh, I, piece, I, piece of advice, if you're ever in Paris and you go by it, just don't mention the musical. They get really pissy about it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. French people get pissy? No. No, I know, right? Go figure. I saw this movie. This is another movie that I saw in the theaters, and I'm pretty sure I saw it by myself, maybe. I, I can't remember exactly. Um, but I remember the, you know, the, the first half of the movie it goes so fast his style is so fucking fast and you're like really turned around and he's doing it for a purpose the whole purpose is you uh, you're walking in there as that ian mcgregor character like not knowing what the fuck is happening yeah you're supposed to get like swept up in the world so you're supposed to get swept up in the whirlwind and i immediately understood that i immediately watched that going like oh my i'm like what the fuck is happening like it was so fast and so like he spins you around and all this and i know and and i I don't i remember thinking to myself like what the fuck is happening what's like i'm so i'm just trying to like grasp what's happening around me and then it just fucking stops to a halt and you go oh wow that was fucking that was a lot that was like a lot to take in and i remember i remember thinking to myself this is you know, not never nothing, but this is like eighteen year old Neri going like, "This is what the character is feeling. He's just fucking feeling like he's all fucking around that, right? <laughs> like that guy, like I'm fucking that idiot." And I was like, "I'm proud of myself because I understand film. <laughs> but, I understand artsy things. <laughs> I understand artsy. It's not just about click, click, bang, bang, man. It's fucking. I get it. I understand what's happening, man. I'm cool. I'm hip. Uh, and I remember watching it, and I, I did. I fucking loved it and and it's funny because I know how much Stephanie loves this movie another movie that she loves so much that she's always trying to make fetch happen about is Meet the Robinsons and it has that same oh my feel God, so good. it has that same fucking like whirlwind like fucking like you know a good portion of that movie is so fucking out of control fast and you go what the fuck is happening and then again and Meet the Robinsons just like in Moulin Rouge it comes to a complete halt and it goes and it stops for you know a good two seconds three seconds and you it's just enough for you to go like wow that was fucking a crazy ride that whatever i just did it was a crazy ride and i always associate those two things with stephanie whenever i think about moon rouge i immediately think about meet the robinsons and vice versa right like she's always trying to make fucking meet the robinsons a thing and so i always think about whenever she brings up uh meet the robinsons i think about moon rouge and i just i see those two things in correlation between uh those three um but i I love moon rouge I, i thought it was fantastic it was great um Great, nothing else to say about it. Really, it's fucking really good. Uh, I, I, and it, mm-hmm. I did think it was. Uh, I, I was not the biggest fan of the Romeo and Juliet of Baz Luhrmann, only because, only because, stop looking with that face, only because I was dating a girl at that time who was such a huge fan and just beat me over the head with it. Uh, uh, not just the how much she liked this and how much she liked Romeo and Judy in general and how much she liked the movie, but also uh, violently hit me over the head. She was fucking very violent. Uh, so uh, I, I just you should give it another shot because it's like really. Oh no, I, I've given it a shot. I like it now. I just don't like it as much as I like Moulin Rouge because it it oh, lost no. that shininess, that luster. I I will never get it back. I would say 
uh, Romeo and Juliet is my favorite telling. The, the movie Romeo and Juliet is my favorite telling of Romeo and Juliet. Uh, and I've seen quite a bit different of, of not only in, not only in movies, but in plays. Like, everybody does fucking Romeo and Juliet, right? Every high school does Romeo yeah. and Juliet. So I've seen it a million times, but I will say that Boz's Romeo and Juliet uh, is my favorite, but it still has... Like whenever you know what I mean, it's kind of like that thing where it's like whenever you think, like whenever I think about Moulin Rouge, I think about you and Meet the Robinsons. Whenever I think about um, uh, Romeo and Juliet, she, you know, that comes up. Like that, that's a memory that yeah. I can't, I can't shake it. And I mean, you it's go, uh, yeah, it's, it is exactly. Uh, and even though I'm a grown up, and it's not like, oh, I will never watch that movie. I'm like, no, that movie is good. I like the movie, but there is that, like, oh, that was that fucking person's favorite I'm, I'm not gonna name call but that was that person's favorite movie and i was like mm. so i did not but I, uh, I i wish i liked baz lerman I, uh, I i can't i can't get into his movies yeah no, Perino will always be my mercutio john leguizamo again this is so weird, man. Like, I'm, in all Baz Luhrmann is like in every Baz Luhrmann movie. Can I just tell you? Can I just tell you that this is something? Yeah. This is something that it, 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 again, it's uh, I'm being uh, forced to look at this now. Like, I, and it never, I never thought of it consciously. I never said oh, I like Moulin Rouge because I get to see some form of representation of myself on screen. But I do love the fact that John Leguizamo kills it. He's the shit, and he kills it. And it's something that is like, hey, there's a person of fucking color in this movie, and I think that has a lot to do with the movies that I've liked, that I enjoyed. And again, this is not conscious. I'm not making this conscious decision, but I do think that looking back at it retrospectively, uh, introspectively, I get to say, yeah, no, this is this is something about this. But uh, I love that you love this movie so much, uh, BFF. Like, legit, I love... I do love this movie. I love that it moves you uh, to emotions that other humans feel. I think it's Thank fucking you. great. I appreciate that. No, I really do. I think it, I think it's great. Are you, are you generally a statue staff? <laughs> yeah. We call her a robot. Really. We call her a robot. That's her nick her nickname for there's years. It's not even just me, by the way. Yeah. There's a meme that Nary made that like put my head on a terminator and everything. <laughs> Technically, your head wasn't on a terminator. It was just a metallic part of his face like your skin was falling off and that's what the the <laughs> meme is. Uh, it's also yeah, the picture no, that I have I, when you call. I'm not really, I'm not really like a mushy person. I'm not really like okay. very. She's I'm lying. not. Shut you just don't show um, it. That's all it is. She just doesn't show it. She does that thing. She just doesn't show it. But she, she won't has... show it in a group chat. But she'll text it. Don't you worry. <laughs> and get her drunk. Oh, but that's not fair. When you get anybody drunk, everybody yeah, fucking cries when they're drunk. Emotional when they're drunk. Not me. I fucking I fair. I become a clown. But that's fucking different. <laughs> it's a different thing. <laughs> Wait, I have a question for Dave. Dave, you didn't like uh great the Great Gatsby 2013's Great Gatsby? Uh, it's my least favorite. I, I, didn't like, I didn't like that movie at all. Yeah, I'm learning so much tonight. So good. Oh I got. I, I, you know, I think. You know I know he's doing an Elvis movie now that's supposed to come out next year. Of course he is. Um, <laughs> I, I think. Dave hates Buzz Lerman. He if he doesn't Buzz give Lerman. me karate, if he doesn't give me karate Elvis, I'm fucking out of here, man. It's karate Elvis or fucking nothing. You better hit me with the kaya. <laughs> Debona, do you like the the Buzz Lerman Gatsby? Oh yeah, I love it. I, I've love got it. it. I've got it on Blu-ray. Um, my wife, it was one of our first dates. Was oh, um, oh, that's like, cute. Was seeing the Bosler and Great Gatsby. I love Daisy Buchanan just like as a character. I always like that's just one of those characters I always like gravitated towards. Anyway, there's, there's, uh, hey. uh, I mean, there's he's 
he's got style. Um, but you just I don't I, like the style. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't like the style. I think I think that for for me, and this is just my opinion because I understand the appeal of Baz Luhrmann, but I think that he is all style and no substance. Look, I know we're way off the rails here. We're looking at a three-hour podcast, but if you watch the Get Down on Netflix that he did, oh, about the birth of hip hop in New York in the seventies. No. Oh my God! It was so good. You just mentioned two things. That. You just mentioned two things that David doesn't like: oh, Boz yeah, Lerman and hip hop. Like, he's like, oh, I now I gotta watch two things I don't like. Oh, good. <laughs> 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 I gotta watch a person who I don't like talk about something I don't like. Oh fuck! Wow, I'm in. <laughs> Fucking subscribe now. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Oh my goodness. I, um, I do. I do understand what people like about him, though. Uh, it, it, to me, it's not. Uh, it's not like I don't understand it. I, I, I get it. He's just not. Well, nobody's calling you dumb. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's just. I, yeah. look, you know what I, you're doing though. You're, you're doing the. You have a great personality, but <laughs> let's just be friends. That's what you're doing yeah, with Buzzer. Pretty. No, I, I, I flat, out, I flat out don't like his movies. Yeah, I, I, uh, I got to. Okay, then you don't have a good personality. Then that's what you're saying. I, I got to be honest. With you, I'm not the big. I don't. I tried watching uh, the His Great Gatsby uh, probably a year ago for the first time. I hadn't watched it, and I legit was like, I don't. I couldn't finish it. I had to turn it off. I'm like, I'm not feeling this, dude. I just don't like it. Just didn't like it. Uh, but I love all this other stuff. So don't come down on me. David hates him. Fucking get back. Get get at him. Uh, <laughs> Fucking attack him. I, I fucking. Um, so that's a great number one. Listen, BFF, I'm glad that you talked about the emotion that music was bringing out on you because uh, that's a great segue into my number one pick. My number one pick uh, is such an emotional film for me. It it has. I, I find myself. I, fi- I found myself watching this and delving deep into. Uh, I tapped into something emotional. It tapped into something emotional that I was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, everything that you said about Moulin Rouge, I felt that same way uh, when when I watched that. And like that, you know, moving and, and like what's going on here? And like looking around, like what the fuck is happening here? And um, I would even go as far as to say the first time I saw it, as much as I liked it for the music, as far as I liked it for the film... I didn't get into it deeper than that, uh, deeper than anything else, um, until I started listening to the music without watching the movie. Uh, so, with that said, my number one is Hamilton. It's going to be my number one pick. Uh, I didn't watch Hamilton when I first, my wife two years ago would listen to the music on like Disney trips when I was asleep, and I just couldn't understand what was happening. Oh no, I, I I I can hear you. I was just I, I was I was I just didn't know if you were sticking with this or not because I thought we were not doing film stage production. No, no, that's what you said. Um, okay. That, no, no, that's what you said. Those are the parameters you gave yourself. Um, 
listen to Hamilton's uh, a couple of songs while my wife would listen to it in the car, and I didn't understand what was happening. The, the the rapping was too fast, and coming from a kid who grew up on Bone Thugs, I thought that said a lot. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't fucking get it. Um, so I, I I just said I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. And while everybody was up on Hamilton, and rightfully so, uh, everybody was like talking about how great it was. I was like, okay, like I never down downplayed it. I never talked down upon it. I just said I don't. It doesn't move me. It doesn't have. I don't. I don't have an interest. Like when it was like, oh, the, it's announced that it's going to be on Disney Plus. I was like, oh, that's cool, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm not in a rush. Uh, I remember the conversation that Missy and I had one time. She's like, you wouldn't go see Hamilton. I was like, yeah, for like a hundred bucks a ticket. I'm not paying thousands of dollars because that, you know, the, at one point there were like thousand dollar tickets, and I was like, I'll, I'll pay a hundred bucks each. And for me, that's a lot of money. Like for my pocketbook, that's a lot of money because I'm paying for two people. Um, but then watching it, uh, my wife sat me down uh, and watched it uh, last Thursday. Who is mouth breathing? Wow. Nobody? I can hear it too. So right? It's not, me. it's not. I'm just like, all right, somebody's a fatty. Um, Because so, so, I'm fat. You get it. Uh, but <laughs> my wife sat me down and watched uh, Hamilton on Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I drove up and down to West Palm Beach every single night, and I just listened to the fucking album. I just had an image of her strapping you down in a seat. But yeah, putting like the little high chair. Yeah, very much for you with, with like a bucket of popcorn. Very like, much Clockwork right, Orange. Jerry, we're gonna watch Hamilton now. Very much Clockwork Orange. She's like, we're gonna watch it today. I'm like, all right, whatever. And she's like, oh, we're gonna, we gotta watch it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna. I'm like, all right, man, I'll fucking watch it. It's fine. I don't, I don't care. She got mad at me because I remember at one point I was texting you guys and I was texting the the guys the conversation I had with Vanessa. I was like, is uh in the middle of the film. I was like, is he? Is he uh, having an affair with his wife's sister? And, and Vanessa goes, emotionally, yes. And I go, so just say no. He's not. That's the fucking answer is no. So that conversation, well, I texted. No, he's not, but. That conversation, I texted to the guys. And as I'm texting it, like, oh, this is funny. She was like, can you put the fucking phone down and focus? Can you pay attention? And I was like, oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, look, I can't. I, I can't I can't say anything about this pick because I watched it for the first time this past Saturday and I've done nothing but listen to it ever since. Like when we get in the car now, my kids are like, oh, oh well, I, I've been watching it for like right three days before you. So I know all the things more than you. But yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree completely, man. It's 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 freaking incredible I, in, a, in a similar a funny wife moment. So we're watching it's like 10, 15 minutes into it. And my wife goes. Could black people go to Princeton back then? And I was like, no, none no. of these people were actually black. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she goes, okay. And I was like, hey, I got other news for you. They didn't rap either. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Fucking crazy. Uh, this is, I mean, uh, honestly, man, I started, uh, like, everything that Missy has been saying for the last two years about Lynn manuel I was, like, now let into, like, oh, I get it now. Like, I now I understand. Like her love and passion for everything Lin Manuel, and every time she would text me something that he tweeted, I was like, okay, I get, I guess. Like I was just like I didn't, I just didn't get, I just didn't because I didn't understand where this was coming from, other than taking the tweet at face value, right? Uh, so whenever he says something like, oh, you know, good morning, don't let anybody, you know, keep you down, and Missy would be like. <laughs> Fucking said, don't let anybody keep me down. So I'm fucking gonna. And I was like, all right, I I get. It. But now, now you hear when I speak. But now when <laughs> that's I that's what we all hear. Yeah, that's. 
Also, look, <laughs> David like Diggs is so, so good. freaking incredible. So oh my great. god, he's the thing. He's so he just, great. Like, and for, for for him to go from being Lafayette to his first Jefferson song being "What Did I Miss?" and like completely come out, and it's a one hundred percent tonal change from what he's been doing the whole time. Just everything about that cast is. Is so wild. They're ridiculous. They're they're absolutely fucking ridiculous. They've outrageous. Like um, I, I was I was I was on like my second or third watch in the past week, and um, during um, room where it happened at the very that's end, my favorite song. When, uh, that's my favorite. Song. When Hamilton is like, uh, you get nothing if you wait for it, wait for it, wait. It's like, oh, that's why he murdered him. Like there's like at that point, like okay, so you just called out everything I'm about. I'm going to murder you now. Like that's how it works. I, I yeah, something that's... that I've been doing in my rewatches is I've just been focusing on a different character, and um, I'll, like like the last time I did it, I was focusing on on Anthony Ramos, who's um Lawrence and and Philip, um, and, Philip. And, and I I just kind of pay attention to like just one singular character because you do your first couple of like watches and you kind of are just trying to like absorb as much as you can, and then when you start just focusing on one person. Just follow them around the entire time like the nuances and like the layers upon layers upon layers of shit that happens in that show is it's it's bonkers it's bonkers the shit that they fucking do and i've seen it live and i've seen the 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 i'm so happy to have like the filmed version just because like it's not the same as seeing a live show but considering everything that like pandemic wise that we're ha- going through and it i i just i, I wish more things like this would happen i think it's a way to like reach open the door to musical theater to like people that would otherwise not really care for it um especially with a show or like not Hamlet. be able to afford it or not yeah. be able to afford it not have access for whatever the fuck reason literally um, me that's um, everything you just yeah. <laughs> not afford it wouldn't have access to it yeah that's all yeah that's fucking and, and I, especially with a show like hamilton that like is hip-hop and i think it it, it just like introduces the concept of live performing and live theater to people that like would not otherwise for X, Y, Z reasons care or want to care or whatever. Um, I really wish it would happen more, but um, I just didn't want to do like stage up. I, I listen, I, you're not going to, you're preaching to the choir here. I think when it comes to Hamilton, because I you have a tattoo on your wrist that says, write your way out. I was. I'm waiting for everyone to see. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, just, I just. I just looked up and saw it. Yeah. The, the only other thing that I'll say, and then like I can, you know, whatever is Neri. If if you are kind of turning the page on on Lin Manuel, um, since you like West Side Story so much, I really would really 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 recommend getting into In the Heights because I feel like In the Heights is like West Side Story for our generation. Um. It's it, it, it's about like the Hispanic community in in Washington Heights and like the child of any his the child of or any Hispanic immigrant. It's so incredibly relatable. It, it's literally it's our culture what? and it was put on a Broadway stage and 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 that hasn't happened other aside from West Side Story. Um, that movie was supposed to come out this summer yeah, and yeah. it like got moved because of the fucking pandemic. So it's now coming out next year. Um, but it's so good and it's, it's like, it's salsa and bachata and reggaeton and it's like, it's really, it's, it's, it's if you're into Hamilton, I really think that you'll, well, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I will. Uh, but like, that's what I was going to say about Hamilton is like, this is a story 
about white people, right? Like historically white right. people. Like they're all historically white people. And yet he found a way to make it relatable to a dude in his mid to late thirties in the year 2020 from a Hispanic background that I listened to this and I'm like, it's such on a deeper level. Like I I've been moved so much. And it was again from not just the first, the first viewing I was like, Oh, this is cool. The first viewing really what I got from it was like, Oh, first of all, I'm watching with captions so I could kind of understand what's happening now. Uh, and, and B I was like, Oh, that's like a biggie song. Oh, that's, Oh, that's like this, and I start like connecting the the hip hop uh, connection to it, right? And I start mm-hmm. doing that, and then on the listens to the album, I start getting more and more like, oh, this is like a deeper. This isn't. This is like, all right, cool. This is like, and I, so this it's is fucking a, deep. So it's, it's deep. so it's so deep. Yeah. So I find myself getting so emotional, and I remember uh, the Bono saying uh, to us in in the guy chat. We have a chat where it's just the guys, uh, and uh, in the guy chat, he <laughs> he said that he got very emotional when his son died. When Hamilton, the part, you know, fucking, I don't know. Uh, spoiler alert! I don't know if you guys have seen it, uh, but he got very emotional from that end forward. And I remember thinking to myself, I didn't get emotional. Like I didn't get him emo- again. I, I I had only seen it one time at that point. Because my mind and focus and heart went towards the the portion of the story about the immigrant rising and like mm-hmm. you know stuff for lack of a better phrase, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and letting your smarts do the talking for you, and and then letting your ambition make you the person that you are, get you to the per- so that's where my focus was. And then when the bonus said that, I was like, what am I missing? So I went back and I started watching it. And when I watched it, um, because I'm blind. I, I almost legally, I almost legally didn't get my license renewed because I almost, if the lady would not have let me take the eye exam four to five times, I don't think I would have gotten a driver's license. So because I say that because the first time I watched it was in my TV in the living room. And then the second and third time I watched it was on my computer screen and my monitor where it's literally on like five inches from my face. And Lin-Manuel's performance when he, in, in, the, in the Theodoro song, when he's talking about Philip. And every time he talks about his son, when he talks about his mom, the, the couple of times that he talks about his mom, you see the pain in his face. I'm like, oh, fuck. I started getting emotional. And I was so glad that I was in my office and nobody was around because I was like, last thing I need is somebody to fucking judge me. Right. I don't need this shit right now. Uh, but yeah, I, no, I, the ugly sobbing that happens in this watching, experiencing this is listen. so... I, it's very easy for me to have an emotional reaction to art, just any kind of art that I'm wired that way. Um, I would say that I am a writer, not, um, so I understand the world a little bit. And to me, this what the emotion that this experiencing this musical for so many years, just the soundtrack. Then I was able to see it live, but then watching it on my TV with the original cast which was like the pinnacle of this entire Hamilton craze I I cannot you could drop me you could tell me start watching at this time mark and I guarantee you I will start crying within 90 seconds it just doesn't matter where I start Um, I can't I can't be mad at this pick because I understand because I'm because I literally scarred my my body for Hamilton and I went back and forth for so many years on what I wanted my first tattoo to be and it was like so obvious to me when it was time to d- finally decide and I think that 
you know, I'm really glad that you that you gave it that you've given it like as much as much viewing as you can as you have because for the longest time it just felt like I was talking to you in a different language because I'm like this shit is blowing my mind and you're like eh, let's watch something else I'm like what are you talking about wait wait, um, wait wait the option was never like hey do you want to go to Hamilton and watch Terminator it wasn't that like it wasn't like I was like no, the option was never there to watch it you would just talk about something that you've seen and I'm like I haven't seen it I can't relate and guess what there's well, no, no way of me I watching it. it I only saw it like a year ago I didn't see it like I haven't I didn't see it like right when it came out so I yeah I've been it's it, this came I, out in 2015 and I didn't get to I see it until last year so I, I was a fan yeah so but anyway I just think that there's nothing there's not a, a downside to this entire experience the parallels between Hamilton's life and then Manuel Miranda are just I mean and again there's so many aspects that you can experience this. You can experience it from a creative perspective where you, you know, Hamilton starts out as a writer and he uses that to change the world or, you know, build a country from scratch or whatever version you want to use. You can take it from a parent view, which I'm not a parent and I can't, and I can't, I can barely survive the parent, um, you know, moments. So I can't even imagine, you know, having a kid and, 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 like projecting that kind of experience you can experience it from eliza's point of view if you're a woman and and um you know the toll it took like her experience as hamilton's wife and all the shit he put her through so there's just so many different ways that you can experience this musical and i i can't there's nothing there's nothing wrong with picking it number one just you know i think that it's i'm happy that you did because it just you know you you get it now. <laughs> and the, the, the one other perspective that, that I will throw out there, that the reason that I've ended up loving this as much as I did, and I t- if I'm speaking out of turn saying that I think this would apply to you as well, Neri, then let me know. But the concept of a guy who came from meager beginnings, you know, nothing beginnings to being so obsessed with leaving a legacy that he will sacrifice anything and everything because that's, that's what matters is that when you're gone, you know, people still know your name, right? Like this concept of you die two deaths when you actually die and the last time somebody ever says your name. Mm-hmm. And so th- this concept of a guy who came from nothing, who's so who's willing to work as many jobs and as many days a year and give up anything and everything for, you know, from family time to, to whatever, just to make sure that, that he leaves his mark on the world is what really got to me about Hamilton because that, that, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting here recording ourselves talking about this, right? We're hoping that people are going to talk about what we talk about. We're hoping that people are going to listen to what we do. It's, it's why I'm always doing stuff around the town. It's why I became a teacher. It's because it's this concept of your legacy being bigger than you were that, that really spoke to me when I watched Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, yeah. you know, just um, one last thing, Mary. When you were talking about how this is like, uh, the the characters are all like white people, like famously white people. His goal with this was that he wanted to tell the story of America's past by the people in America now. Yeah, so that's why he was really focused on like casting people of color. Um, like, I, and I think from all he, it's such life. a it's such a wonderful 
for everything, the story of Lin-Manuel and how he got here, by the way, there's a documentary on Hulu talking about that does a, that follows Lin-Manuel before Hamilton. Like what, what he did, you know, his, his flight. The his, freestyle crew one? The, uh, I think so. Yeah, I guess. I forget what it's called. Yeah, but no, it's on, that's something to, yeah. It's on Hulu. Oh, okay. It just came out last Sunday. It came out last Sunday. The do- yeah. documentary that came out last Sunday. Um, last Friday, I'm sorry. Um, anyway. There's so like he on so many levels from the Lin Lin Manuel uh stand standpoint like real life to the story that that was written to you know Hamilton himself the real Hamilton himself to all that everything from the fact that all these people of color were casted to to play white people roles like to me this is the best example and, I, and not to get on a soapbox but like I I really dislike the topic of people saying like you have to get xyz to play xyz part like no but it's fucking acting that's bullshit this is not this is not the supposed thing and i think hamilton gives the best example of that i was talking to my wife saying like we were listening to um the the winter's ball song and i was like can you imagine anybody else playing angelica and she was like no and i'm like and but they're supposed to be sisters and they fucking don't look anything alike but we believe it Cause it's fucking acting. That's what it is. Like it's it's a whole different. Like that. Why do we care about who plays what role? Uh, as long as everybody gets a shot, why? Who gives a fuck? Is my my whole thing. But I just, I love that whole story. I I've read up on fucking so like history is one of my favorite subjects, uh, specifically American history, right? And I've read up on so many of these people that I'm like, what the fuck did he do? I wonder what he did. Let's go back. Let's go look at what he did in real life. And, and well, Hercules Mulligan was a real person, dude. Hercules Mulligan, he's so he's one of my favorite fucking characters, dude. He's and the fact that he's played with a fucking huge ass dude, he's just like and he's like American. I'm like, oh my, I fucking love that part. That's my one of my that's my favorite song, but I love that fucking part um in it's York so good town. your town man i'm telling you like i like i had oh, i had look i had i had an emotional reaction to the line immigrants we get the job done that, everybody does when you see that shit live like the reaction that the crowd gives every fucking time that that line is said it's it's like it gives you chills i've only seen that happen really in one other show specifically about immigrants and it was watching on your feet because emil there's like a scene where um emilio's talking to some like record executive and they say that she's like not american enough and he says this is what an american looks like and it's like it's it's such a crazy like visceral reaction that you get because like of all the because of everything that it stands for and everything. like everything that like yeah, I it's, I it's, it's I the, when I first saw the movie uh, and they said that line I chuckled I was like ha ah, that's cool and then every single time that it was said after that every time I've heard it after that and I'm telling you man it's an hour and a half drive from my house to the West Palm Beach Improv and it's an hour and a half drive there and it's an hour and a half drive back and Friday, Saturday and Sunday I did that fucking drive so we're talking about three hours each fucking day and every time I heard that line it just it went from like oh that's cool to like oh this is like it just kept hitting me harder and fucking harder every time and I was like I I don't or whatever i'm gonna it's been over a three-hour podcast so we're gonna fucking we're gonna wrap this <laughs> shit up and i'm sure people are like well hey you could have just fucking made this a hamilton podcast asshole you don't gotta be a dick about it uh <laughs> i'll see if i edit some shit out um dave has been weirdly quiet i don't know what happened to dave hey he's down there um so i 
I, I really like Hamilton, and it was one of those things where, um, just like you, I I kind of didn't get it until I saw it because Stephanie was obsessed with it, and I was like, yeah, okay, it's um, it's cool, but it's you know, it's just you know, it, it's a show, it's a play, like that's all it is. And then I saw it on stage, and and I loved it. Um, I just I um, I I've come to really hate the portrayal of Alexander Hamilton. I, I see him as the villain in the story. Oh, no, I disagree and, completely. So, um, I, no, I, that's not... There's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth as to who the real villain is, who the real I narrator think that's, is. I think that's what makes it so good, right? Yeah. It's the fact that Aaron Burr and, and Alexander Hamilton, neither one of them is ever vilified completely or made into I don't untouchable... Think he, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I don't think any one of them are villains. I think they're human beings and that the whole thing goes like, hate the, you know, hate the sin, love the sinner. Like, there's a lot of, like, there's not... I don't... I never... Again, I'm new to this, but I've never seen or heard this and gone, this guy's a bad guy, fuck this guy, or this guy's a good guy, fuck the, you know, this guy's great. I've always just seen it as these are human beings and everybody makes mistakes and, you know, some mistakes. I, just, I, I, have, I have a hard time, um, like, I, I now find Hamilton totally unlikable as a character. Um, so I, I, have, I have a hard time getting into his character, but... From like a writing perspective, I think that Lin Manuel Miranda is like brilliant. Like you can break down all of the nuances in uh, like how wording changes subtly from one character to another, from one scene to another. Uh, everything from the blocking that goes along with the wording, like it is absolutely brilliant. Like this is. Shakespeare level brilliant, but um, I just find the character to be so totally unlikable that I, I've had a hard time getting into it. Um, not after watching it live, but after seeing it on Disney Plus uh, like two times now, I just I, I really hate Hamilton. But I think that that's okay. Like, I don't think that you're supposed to, like, I know that you kind of favor, like, the birth side of this. Because we've had a lot of conversations about it. Um, but uh, but I think that that's okay. Like, I don't think that, there, I, I, there's a lot of conversations about how this, like, this, this there's this whole, like, cancel Hamilton conversation that's happening now about, like, how they don't like to talk about slavery enough and how like they glorify these people that were all slave owners or whatever. And I don't think that that happens at all. Um, I don't think, I, I think that he wrote flawed characters and because they were flawed humans. Um, and I think it's totally fair to like see the good and the bad in both in all these people, because not all these people are good people. So I, I think that, that it was, there's nothing about this musical that wasn't intentional right like nothing is by accident so i, I think agree. that another layer of it is that american exceptionalism is such an indoctrination where um this is giving you an opportunity to experience it the way that dave is where he's like he's an asshole i'm on verge by and then you you know then somebody else can have a different perspective or Somebody could not even care about anybody and just be on Eliza's side the whole time. Like, there's just so many uh, 
perspective to approach to experience this musical with that I honestly I don't know I I don't I don't think that there's a, a, a I don't think there's one bad guy there's a lot of bad guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I agree. I'm with you on that. And I don't I think there's think one bad guy. Choose your hero. It's like a choose your hero type of scenario. Like mm-hmm. you, everyone yeah. can have their own. The, everyone should have their own argument for why they're going to make a case for who they're going to stand by as as the hero. Or maybe there isn't a hero. Maybe it's just a story that that has a lot of flawed characters, which speaks to the fact that a lot of times we approach our history as this like very you know cookie cutter and then we all sang kumbaya when in reality a lot of fucked up things have happened in order for it to continue to be you know what i mean so it's like i think that that's what i mean by i don't think anything was intentional now going back a little bit to what gen z's bitching about with and the slave owners if lin-manuel miranda would have tried to write a musical about slavery they would have chewed his ass out. They would have no, never I agree. It's that's not, not his story to tell. It's, it's not, not his story to tell. No. So, and that's not the, this, that I will say is not the point of this musical. This musical no. is not about slavery. And we could, and it's up to somebody else to get inspired and go, well, you know what? That is the story that needs to be told. And this is how it should be told in whatever, whatever way you want to approach it. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I, I, I stand by my perspective is just like it's a choose your own choose your hero who are you and it all depends honestly for me it depends what mood i'm in because it's i could cry i could you know what i mean it just depends i i think that it's interesting to me when i watch it as many times as i've watched it i, I feel like hamilton the characters of hamilton and burr they, they they they're following each other but in the opposite way where hamilton starts off with a rocket up his ass going like let's let's change the world and whatever and he's like willing to through anyone to do it by the end of the musical he's totally chill he's like eh, you know like this is just politics and where and at the end is where birds like snaps and he's like fuck that i'm gonna chew through this guy and i think that you know what i mean like there's just so many ways to see it and i and i really i'm really i really like the fact that you know we were able to experience it with the original cast i would love to see a motion picture um version of this uh, adaptation to the to the musical um but I, i'm not i'm there i'm nowhere near i mean i'm five years deep and i'm still like i'll uh i'm in it and and it's amazing it's, it's an amazing experience i don't so. need a, I don't need a remake it's already perfect i don't why why remake it again <laughs> um so uh the uh number ones were rocky Horror picture show singing in the rain tommy Mona rouge and Hamilton. Did we talk about Hamilton? What are the repeats? <laughs> the uh, repeats are there are Rocky five Hamilton. Chicago, Singing in the Rain, Rocky Horror, Across the Universe, and Rocket Man. Those are the repeats. The, oh, so there's the, five repeats? There's five yeah. repeats. Well, there's, five of us. there's the only one that got repeated three times, thrice, is Chicago. Thrice. Okay. Thrice. So Chicago's on there. So number she, one with a bullet. So Chicago. And Hamilton was a repeat? No. 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 The only uh you just say number one. Singing in the Rain, Rocky oh, Horror. I, I, I thought I heard you say Hamilton was a repeat. Singing in the Rain, Rocky Horror, Across the Universe, and Rocket Man. Those are the ones that are those well, are the ones that well, are there you go. As much well as much as There's I hate five number ones. As much as I hate to see Rocketman left off, all of the others were repeated at higher spots than number four. So it seems like Rocketman would be 
hold That's the line. Fair. Out of I'm play. good with that. That's fine. All right. Good with that. Uh, the motion has been passed. Uh, so the final mountain is Chicago, Singing in the Rain, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, and Across the Universe. So go out and watch three of those very movies. very diverse. I like hey, it. Rocky Horror making that mountain. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy it's there. I'm very happy it's there. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a cult classic. Right. It is. Classic. Uh, all right. Uh, so thank you for checking Mary's us out. So Th- mad I made him sit through the shadow cast. I didn't know what the fuck I was walking into. She was like, "I'm here in fucking in room six seventeen. Come and check." I'm like, "All right, I'll fucking go hang out with my friend." And then You're I the leaving. fucking shadow cast started, and I fucking looked at I looked at Missy like, "What the fuck did you bring?" I looked at her as if she would have brought me into a fucking room full of fairies just going at it. Like I was like, "What is happening?" Why did you bring me to this? What part of our friendship said that I would enjoy this? Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so, so fun. Thank you. Uh, no, well, you you know you have your opinion. I have mine. Um, <laughs> I I've lived through one. I would not say that. Uh, so thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, I apologize for the super size uh, episode, and we did go off about Hamilton uh, again. Apologize about that, but uh, it's fucking. Uh, it's a once a week listen. Or once every two weeks, the way we're going. Thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you check out the other podcast, including Danny DeBono's other, po- other podcast called What You Got on the What's Up Bro, uh, I'm sorry, the Geek Bro podcast. So check out geekbro.net. Uh, you'll find the link to the YouTube channel of What You Got on there. Make sure you check out uh, T Public uh, for merchandise on the Geek Bro Network podcast, including What You Got uh, and uh, What's Up Bro and Shiver and Better Let Me Tell You and, uh, and, and, and what did I say? What You Got? Yeah. And the Geek Bro logo itself. So you can go to T Public dot com slash user slash geek bro uh and then that's where you can find everything on there uh and even if you just see t-shirts if you go down there's a, on the side there's like mugs and fucking pillows and and, and phone tapestries. cases and tapestries and caps and, and uh yeah phone cases uh so make sure to check those out thank you very much for checking us out uh you know go fucking watch a musical man Fucking you uncultured swine. Go listen to some shit. Get emotional with it. (laughs) Uncultured swine is exactly that. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you very much for checking us out. That's how lists are made.